0: Good evening. Uh, Welcome to Rantcast, the show about all those fun little things that run beside the nerd subject we love so much, which is Age of Sigmar. Uh, I am, of course, Mr. Mephisto, the man with every opinion. And with me tonight is, well...
1: Uh, Doug from 2 Plus Tough.
0: Doug from 2 Plus Tough. Uh, Pretty much one of the lore masters of the community, I think. Uh, Really, like a staple of YouTube. And if you're watching Rantcast, you've, you've probably seen Doug's show, I think. I know I more than once have, like, when you go go to, like, the Age of Sigmar forums and stuff like that, they're like, oh, what shows should I watch? It's like Warhammer Weekly, 2 Plus Tough. Like, those are the two (laughs) I always throw out. Um, And then AOS Coach and Doom of Darkness. It's like, that's my, like, kind of go-to, sort of, uh, those are, like, the go-to ones I always direct people toward. And lastly, sure. I, I might sometimes say myself, depending on reading the room. But I'm, I, I joke <laughs> about being shameless with my self promotion, but like I actually do feel shame, which is why I have yes, to say it out loud. I'm the
1: same way. <laughs> I'm the same way. My my buddy Jack always says like, "You need to promote more. You need to like get more buzz going." And I was like, "No, I don't want to." <laughs> right,
0: and, and that's part of why I I framed. I was mentioning kind of off air. I framed rant cast a little bit where like we know what it is you know like in terms of Mm. promoting yourself like when i'm on twitter you can keep scrolling when i'm doing the like the advertising thing and i and i (laughs) i take it as a kindness if you if you if you do because i mean twitter is great for connecting to the community but every now and then like you just got to be a shill so speaking of being a shill no (laughs) exactly yeah yeah no um but no i i I, again thank you so much for being on the show doug um it's actually like really cool. Cause like I'm a, I really, like I said, I've looked up to your content for a while now. And, and so it's like, you. it was, it's really cool to have you on. Um, but since you are on, I think we got to talk lore. We, we gotta, sure. we gotta, we gotta do some lore talk here. Um, I was just watching one of your recent videos. You did the, um, one thing I really liked actually, like you did this, um, lore for like the newcomer, video and this is this is a recent release when when did you when did you actually release that and why did you decide to like do that because you've been going real deep on a lot of tomes Mm -hmm. for a while i mean over i think you have over you've got over 500 videos i think probably more Mm -hmm. than half of that is dedicated to to lore alone um and so where, where was that inception like hey the story thus far let's do this
1: oh yeah um so that actually was suggestion by uh, my friend jack who, again um from rerolling ones, where uh it just it's really hard to you should always be thinking about like if i had to explain this to a new person how would they receive it or you know making it very accessible and so typically what i do is lore based on like battle tome by battle tome. Mm-hmm. and so this was one where i was like no we're not going to do that um we're just going to get caught people caught up on the major beats and that kind of coincided with second edition kind of perfectly Mm -hmm. So that folks who were once again paying attention to it could get caught up really rapidly. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I guess because Sigmar is broken up into such clear, like, sections. Like, there's, you know, Realm Gate Wars, and then there's Soul Wars. You know I mean? Those kinds of events. It makes it really simple.
0: Well, see, I I really like that Age of Sigmar's lore does that. I, I feel like they're progressing the narrative as you're playing the game. In a, mm-hmm. which is sort of like opposite town for like for 40k for how long that that game was just at a standstill in terms of its lore forever <laughs> for like 20 yeah. years they were just yeah, yeah they were just it was the same uh you know like the sort of three stooges trying to get through the door thing where they're like it's all <laughs> the big bads are just like well any one of these big bads could just like destroy humanity at every, yes. any given time it's so dire it's so over and kind of in, <laughs> in contrast like age of sigmar is the end has already happened there's been sort of a dark ages like an age of myth an age of chaos and now we're kind of fighting back there's the stories mm-hmm. we're picking up right where where the story should pick up that's that's one of the big tropes of writing one of the big rather rules of writing is like you think about why am i telling the story now right and age of sigmar is telling the story now of course because sigmar threw a lightning bolt down on this new army.
1: (laughs) But Yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, I I like the fact that it started on the on the upswing rather than like two equal forces and then Chaos kinda wins. It's like no no no, Chaos like functionally won and now this is our like last stand basically. And Mm -hmm. it's grown more than that, but that's fundamentally where it started.
0: Right, right. And then you've got the Soul Wars, which is uh Nagash's uh uh sort of gambit himself. Mm -hmm. Um changing and 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 uh shaping reality now i don't most of my interaction with you comes through twitter um i don't know if you picked up yet but i'm a really big nagash honk like a really big fan of nagash (laughs) i have it has flooded my feed (laughs) yeah okay all right um so like i want to say i i take a little bit of issue with your with your video which i just promoted said i think it's great uh but like i don't feel like you really did did justice to nagash's side of the story which is Sigmar started it he was a punk ass and so Nagash I mean, did the only thing a reasonable adult <laughs> death god would do which is say fuck you I'm out of here
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I'm not gonna lie because I mean reg- if, even if even if Nagash never came over from warmer fantasy battles right Sigmar is a tool is just a factual statement <laughs> Because, like, it's just been reinforced multiple times, like, from the Soul Wars point on, that he's, like, he is, he is at least as morally good as Nagash is, and then there are some parts where he's just a straight-up turd.
0: <laughs> right. right. Well, I mean, he's essentially, it's like, I don't know how much you read comics, but I'm a big fan. It's like when Thor takes over for Odin. Like, okay, Odin is the strategic masterminded god who can be in charge of shit. S- yeah. And Thor is just like like he just fights dudes. And Sigmar suddenly has to run a pantheon yep. of gods, not from like the tactical genius like managing big personalities, no- master of knowledge. He's mm-hmm. a war god who just wants right. to fucking fight and suddenly he finds himself in the position of having to manage all these egos and all mm-hmm. these people and he doesn't do a great job <laughs> no because one of the things
1: i loved and I you're, you're probably right i should probably do a, a, a uh <laughs> <to> judge <"Jushed> the... <laughs> on the gash episode but one of the things that i loved about the book soul wars is it he basically so i'm gonna give a spoiler so if you haven't read soul wars
0: pause right up. now yeah pause right now go watch it we'll, get
1: we'll, on my level skip forward two minutes all right welcome um, back <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so basically, a Stormcast Eternal during reforging is kind of discarded, and Nagash scoops them up, and then basically re-reforges them into a death guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that's significant is the dialogue between Nagash slash Arcan and this Stormcast Soul, where he's like, "You understand that, like us gods, we're the same, right? Sigmar is doing the same thing that I'm doing. You just took a mortal, and he plays with them because you're nothing to us." The difference is I'm honest about it and he makes you like have this whole religious angle. And so, and I was like, that's, that's a really solid point. Actually, that's a really, really good point. <laughs> that like, it's the whole story of like gods interfering with mortals, kind of like the old like Norse and Greek it's, it's mythology.
0: It's a very, like it reads mm. very Greek to me, uh, but only because like Greek is what I, I <laughs> like I grew up reading a ton of Arthurian legend uh greek mythology and then i found the hobbit and then like it was over for me um but like i got into like so i think of fantasy very much in those initially when i first started reading i really thought of it in terms of like greek and so like when i see those shades of greek mythology because greek mythology is essentially gods fuck up your life (laughs) and like yes and and heroes are deeply flawed like it is true like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, all the, all the like heroes in Greek mythology, like, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about like the literal Achilles heel. They're usually kind of like douchebags in a little bit of a, a sense. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like. There's a flaw, but then that flaw is magnified to a deity level. And mm. it's like, what does that look like? And they're, they're terrible. <laughs> like <laughs> the 10,000 sons of Zeus, because he gets around, all of a sudden one of them turns into Hercules. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes for really good storytelling, though, is the thing. It's like, whilst yeah. you might not want to hang out with these people and, like, you know, be the best man at their wedding, they're really totally. fun stories to tell. And I think age of Sigmar, I mean, one of the things that made age of Sigmar so good is because that, that mythic fantasy level, like this isn't like the, the toned down dour, you know, fantasy as a sort of uh disassembly of what the dark ages were. This is a very like turned up to 11 rock and roll fantasy. Yes.
1: Um, Yes. It is. It is, um, a bunch of classic myths. Like, um, you know folklore mixed with acid mixed with i don't know a seether concert or something i don't i don't know <laughs> just something fun
0: um no it's it's um so it's it's really cool and so like i think um you kind of give people a nice little jump off point with this this video that just released oh, like s- 6 months ago i think is i guess it's a long time in terms of the internet but like i am it thinking, doesn't
1: feel like it <laughs>
0: yeah 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 when you're you're grinding out content and stuff like that you can you know i i'm like oh crap Rancast started two months ago, three months ago, and I'm like, "Yeah, wow." I thought it was just yesterday, so it's
1: buckle in,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buckle in if I'm still making these in six months, whoo, buddy! Like I could be, I could be that lucky, right? Like, so, um, yeah, but like, so I thought there was like a really cool jump off point, and then you actually you go through and you, like you said, you do a lot of the tome reviews and you mm-hmm. from a very lore standpoint, not necessarily these units are what are great, these units are garbage. You no, know, it's very much like you, you basically break down. Uh, the propaganda that is a battle tome. Which, oh,
1: absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Which is, is I, oh, go on, yeah.
1: Oh no, I was just gonna say, and I hope it's conveyed that it is propaganda because every battle tome has the most powerful army, and they're all apocalyptic, and they're all gonna win, but it's not true. <laughs>
0: right, and well, I mean, they they like Nagash's the the actual leaders of Nagash battle tome. Like mm-hmm. the way that reads is pure like pure propaganda, pure rhetoric. Exactly, yeah. It's so good in that like it's like Nagash is right. Sigmar was wrong. It talks about mm-hmm. like Sigmar betrayed Nagash, which is why he did what he had to do. And since he does, he's a thinking man, and time is meaningless to him. Like he can take him. Mm-hmm. He can uh he can like lose battles here along the way. He can let right. He can let uh like Archeon just kill him at his own gate. So taking nap
1: for a while. So he can yeah. come
0: back and just like and recoup because he's like whatever Sigmar is planning in the long run. Uh, first off, fuck that guy for not like. <laughs> You know, you're gonna wake me up in this new world. Say I'm your death god. I'm in charge of the souls and stuff like that. Which you know, mm-hmm. I'll, uh, begrudgingly do. It's a big responsibility, but you know what? I'll do it. Uh, just excuse me while I go eat all the existing death gods real quick. Pretty
1: much, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: but you know, okay, fine. So like, he hangs out with like him, and Sigmar. They have their little like their their little like breakfast club style pantheon of like yeah <laughs> of deities. Um, <laughs> and then something happens, and it really doesn't say what what the initial slight is. In the in the tome, anyway, that Nagash perceived from Sigmar, he there was some. I think the betrayal is that like is, is that Sigmar was siphoning off souls, and Nagash took that. He's like motherfucker, I'm supposed to be the death god.
1: Uh, so you are talking about like in the age of myth when everything fell apart? Yeah,
0: yeah, like so. Bef- it, it, if you read the lead, the the leaves of Nagash tome, it makes it sound like Nagash because he leaves a, he doesn't show up to the battle of burning skies, and Sigmar is mm-hmm. pissed, but he does that. Because he thinks Sigmar betrayed him, there's some betrayal he perceives, and that's that's from the perspective of the of the, of the Nagash battle tone. Mm-hmm. But of course, we know this is propaganda. Yeah, like, yes, exactly. But we're still like, what what was this perceived slight? Do you have any idea what that might be? Because I have my my like tinfoil um, hat.
1: But yeah, there's a few things. So it could be. So it's never confirmed, like mm-hmm. exactly what happened. Um, but. There are a few things where like Sigmar was leading campaigns to reclaim the realms, you know, seed cities and start order and that kind of stuff. And he was collecting all these weapons, which we now know are storm vaults, which is from forbidden power. So it could have been the slight of saying like, how come he's taking all those things? What's he doing with them? And like building up a plot in your head. It could also be, uh, cause here's the thing is like Nagash from the Ostiarch bone reapers lore started that army before yes. things went sour yeah so but that being said it doesn't necessarily mean that he had like malicious intent he's just like oh no like the world is horrible and i just need to rule it like it's not a thing
0: (laughs) shout outs to Um, dr horrible sing-along blog
1: i just need to rule it and that's exactly how i think about it but like I think the, something else happened to create the animosity, and mm. we're not quite sure what that is.
0: I mean, we didn't know about the weapons being stashed away by Sigmar until uh, Forbidden Power, essentially, right? Like, as, a, as readers of, of the lore. That's that's when that kind of, like, card got tipped o- flipped over, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's possible that that was, like, Nagash was onto that. He's like, motherfucker, you are stashing all this shit. Um, <laughs> you know, like, so. so there's, like, whatever it is, there's... Um, something happened, and that's why Nagash, in his propaganda tome, didn't mm-hmm. show up to the battle. And, and he blames Sigmar, uh, the soul thief. Um, yes. And these these guys. there's. Do you know which, which book it is, then, when Sigmar is like talking to, I think he's talking to, to Balthazar Gelt, actually. Well, it, it, might, it I don't know. It, not, okay. it may not be Balthazar Gelt. Um, <laughs> right. Talking to somebody, and he says, like, Nagash and I were once friends. Like, he actually, like, reflects on that. And then like oh uh, that was
1: Soul Wars that, that was in the Soul
0: Wars yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that was pretty so what you're saying is I finally have to cave and read some black some black library literature <laughs> and read the Soul Wars.
1: yeah 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 I mean there's that's the thing is like Soul Wars it's a very cumbersome book but there's some of the best dialogue of the gods in there and so you get kind of a good picture of them I wish they did the same thing for like a or some of the other ones but.
0: Yeah, I mean, Alariel seems uh, unfortunately like a little bit of a—I want to say like sort of an afterthought. Her story is really cool, though, where mm-hmm. she like gets mad, she goes into her war form, she tries to take back the uh, uh, take back her realms uh, and so on and so forth. But right, um, like it's—it I don't feel like it's really been explored as much, even though no, they've had nearly. two Sylvaneth tomes now.
1: <laughs> well, it's always like she's there, and you're like, cool but Nagash is like, I'm here and I have a plan and I have this history of why I don't like things. Like, you know, he feels like a fully fleshed out character. Right. Um, but Ilarial, you know, she's, she's just there. She's just her, there. Her twig friends. Yeah. A bunch of groups.
0: <laughs> with, with her. Uh, and like, even Marathi's got like, is pretty decently fleshed out.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are Archeon. He's another one where like, I don't feel like they really, I'm hoping it's a new book coming out that yeah. they really dive into him, but it's, the ever chosen battle tome as it is right now is like 15 pages of fluff saying he's big. <laughs> You're like, right. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, he's so cool. impressive and <laughs> grand marshal, the apocalypse, but like, what have you done for me lately? Are Ar- like Archeon. Like, exactly. Yes, exactly. He, he just like, he's basically been twiddling his thumbs since, uh, since the, the, the flip to Age of Sigmar. like I know. And he's like got he, a
1: throne he refuses to sit in. So it's like, you're not even like chilling. You're mm-hmm. just like circling the parking lot doing nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: well, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure. And, and it's my hope that the STD tome goes into like, what has right. he been doing? In the same sense, exactly. we're like, like Legion of Gosh wasn't, I don't think like a full and proper tome. It was really just like Grand Alliance Death 2.0. Mm-hmm. Whereas Osirik Bone Reapers was really like a, a full on, this is what Nagash has really been doing, and and right. in, in a sense, like I'm I'm selfish because we have had the Soul Wars and we had the Malign Portents and all this stuff. Like Nagash has been very very busy; he's been central to the to the plot. <laughs> but like Archeon just I mean, for being such a big deal, what have you been doing, man? And so hopefully, when we get this SCD tome, he goes, "Oh, this," and it's really sweet. Warcry, I yeah. feel like hints a little bit at it, like Warcry. Like hints that that Archeon, well, no, it, it more hints that Archeon's just not there. He doesn't give a shit.
1: Right? But people have yeah, heard I mean, his
0: call, quote
1: unquote. The entire game and scope of Warcry is fighting to get your application in front of a hiring manager. Like that is <laughs> that is actually what it is, right? They're all fighting to get his attention to get brought onto the Varen Guard. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, again, but like that just reinforces how big and important he is, not necessarily what he's actively doing. Right. But I don't know.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's a very good, uh, a, a very important distinction. Um, clarification. Uh, like, he's not, like he's not, like, partying, and he's really not, like, yeah. saying, hey, come, come submit. Like, he didn't put the, like, sign in the window that says, now accepting applications. They just, exactly,
1: yes. Help wanted.
0: <laughs> like, these people are just pushy. They're, they're, they're just showing up. Um. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it does make for a pretty cool, like the the uh, the all points this this story. It does make for a pretty cool st- or the eight points. Sorry, all points is something else. Um, it makes for a really cool uh, backdrop to an entire game, and there's a lot of ways to come in it, uh, come mm-hmm. at it from a lore standpoint. I know um, uh, they released that they released that that uh, fiction anthology that was actually really really cool. That was essentially propaganda for why you should play Warcry. Cry. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah um i i I guess that actually leads me to to one of the just one of the questions we actually got in general when we were like when we announced this show which is do you have any hopes this is from uh, mars Mini Painting on twitter uh do you have any hopes for std um
1: i have a few so uh i think the biggest one i'm gonna split them into like lore and gameplay so gameplay wise i what i really truly want is for The units in that battle tome to be better in that battle tome than they are in the Chaos God books. Yeah. Like, I, I want them to, like, I, I want Chaos Warriors to feel really badass in their own book as opposed to what we have that weird situation with, um, what are the dudes from night Nighthaunt that are just strictly better in Grim, the Grim
0: Gas people? Reapers? Were strictly okay. better than that, yeah, in yeah.
1: Where, where it's like, I don't want that. I want something
0: like, I grabbed this book and, I'm like, hell yeah,
1: I got. I don't know, whatever the star collecting box that's coming out is like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah and, and you achieve so, that with good allegiance abilities really is, is how totally.
1: You're... Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not sure, you know, the idea was floated around. Someone asked me like, well, what if they went beast of chaos style, got rid of the, the marking individual units and made that battalions. Mm-hmm. Cause that would add a degree of like separation. Um,
0: well, that, that's what beast know. of chaos did actually. Like you, you yeah, have to, that's what I mean. Did, yeah. Yeah. You have to pay for that though. Like, you know and that you're yeah. you're paying a tax to do that now. And I think that might actually be a good blueprint for how they could address it with with slaves of darkness is like you don't get to just yeah. for free hop into somebody else's army now. Like you have totally. to you have to pay a tax. Like you you have to pay the toll.
1: And I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence about that. Like I like having I like all the chaos gods had this like other reserve they can draw from. Um at the same time, I really want them to be their own thing, and if that's what it takes, that's cool. I'm down with it, especially especially if it clears up any weird interactions between the two, mm-hmm. like that'll come up rules wise. Well, um,
0: well, and yeah. and that's the other thing is that there's a cleanliness. If if they when they write a unit that they're like, oh, mm-hmm. this can be in two, two, three, four, five. Now you know six armies. Yeah, exactly. That can get really muddy in yep. terms of like how awesome you can make that thing. Because in your army, it might be completely fine. But then, mm-hmm. in these two armies, it becomes a problem. And so, if or, you just... Yeah. Go ahead.
1: No, 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 go ahead. Right. Yeah,
0: if you, if you kind of lock them behind some sort of points barrier in that, like, you have to pay points to put them, or a battalion, something like that, mm-hmm. I, I think. Or, I mean, it's not, like, needlessly prohibitive, but it does it does kind of incentivize you to play it in its own thing.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I remember when I was, I was in first edition where you could take a Slaves to Darkness unit, usually it's Marauders, and play them in a Magakin of Nurgle army and take the ever-chosen battalion that was like the, I don't know, Tom used to run it from Warhammer Weekly where, like, it would do mortal wounds and that kind of stuff where it's just like, okay, you have just made this, like, Kevin Bacon's Six Degrees of Separation, <laughs> like, monstrosity that I'm now looking at Slaves to Darkness units in a Magakin book over here is ever chosen you're like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> well
0: i mean it and and to be fair that's a early design of age age of sigmar has mm-hmm. kind of deviated from that it used to be a lot of like you are playing mixed destruction mixed chaos mix you were doing that was just kind of how the game was being played but as totally as tomes were coming out it's like no you play in your tone now you know yeah. and elixir um, abilities is one of the ways that they really heavily incentivize you um,
1: totally um, what I was gonna say. Uh so that's the gameplay side is mostly just having the units be flavorful in their own faction. The narrative side is uh I want to know what Archeon's been doing since the Rumgate Wars. Because he was a really cool figure in that. Like anytime mm-hmm. he was on the scene, he like stole the focus as he should. He's like super badass. Um But we haven't heard of anything since. So I want to know how the, the Necroquake affected him. Mm-hmm. What he's doing. Well, I don't know.
0: I I my reading of uh, what, what, sorry, I consume a lot of my reading through like reading the, like actual battle tones and like oh, yeah. the malign portents and stuff like that is what I've read rather than get going on buying specific, you know, uh, runs of books.
1: Honestly, uh, me too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's all how I've always done it. And I kind of like that you get these little islands and then you're left to speculate between. I, it just, it's fun that way. It's like yeah. building uh, building a list and you're kind of building the narrative puzzle pieces too. It's, it's a very similar thought structure. Um, and my read from kind of the tomes and and some of the like some of the like stories in malign portents and 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 things like that was mm-hmm. that chaos had kind of underestimated Nagash because right. he I mean he just kind of jo- he 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 eyes on the prize he said like during the time of chaos he just like you know screw this uh, I gotta right. play I gotta play for the longer game now. Um, because, yeah, okay, I beat Chaos for Sigmar, what does that do for me? Like, then Sigmar just gets all the glory and he's in power, like, screw that guy. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the Necroquake, like, all the Chaos Gods just kind of had to, like, turn their heads completely to the side and now look over at Nagash. Yes. And, like, respect <laughs> yep. him now. That, and,
1: um, what was it? uh In, for, not been Power, in Malign, Malign yeah Yeah, they had a section for each Chaos God where, like, each of them had their own personal reaction where it's like, Corn saw that all the skulls were already claimed because everyone's dead and they're all headless or they're falling apart as skeletons and like Slash so is like, oh my god, it's going to be boring.
0: <laughs> and so just,
1: they all have a personal reason to be like, what's he doing? Don't let him do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, because chaos can't win if Nagash wins. Like they, they need exactly they need mortals to to torture and torment and to pull into the chaos into the, mm-hmm. th- this great game. Um. So, question here from uh, from Twitch chat, real quick uh, from yep. AOS coach. He asked. Um, predictions for narrative progression via Archaon. Is he the new protagonist taking over from Nagash? And I like that he phrased it as the new protagonist. <laughs> the protagonist? Um, uh, yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, no, no. Uh, so I, I'll i be honest, in my heart, I really want Destruction to be the next, we'll say, protagonist. Well, um, well
0: yeah, I mean, a protagonist in, in traditional narrative uh, mm-hmm. gets confused for good guy. You know, protagonist exactly, is, yeah. is just who drives the story
1: exactly like um yeah i want destruction armies to be that i would really love to Gord, uh Gordrak, right Is that Gordrak, yeah, oh, the, yeah the
0: big the big wall yeah
1: yeah yeah uh i want that but uh archeon going back to chaos in between destruction and death would not be a bad idea and that would be really cool i would actually like that a lot especially if they went through the lengths they did with nagash in terms of making this story seem like it's you know been founded since before time and he's pulling all these strings and he's organized so cuz yeah. you figure like the story of Nagash since the Soul War started isn't just learning that the Ossiarch Bone Reapers were back before it's the Necroquake it's all of a sudden he accidentally made the Night Haunt and then he put a Mortarch in charge and you know there's a lot of yeah. stuff going on Yeah
0: um, he actually I want to do that. Yeah, he actually like he he sought audience with Olander and, and like okay you're the Mor- you're their Mortak, or Mortark. or yep. Mortarch. Yeah, um well Catacrosis story is like really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Where like he was trapped under a storm vault, and like the Necroquake just knocks him off, and like freaking Lord Zed and the Power Rangers, he's just like finally I've returned type thing, <laughs> and he just like emerges from like under the under the moon or whatever. Um, did
1: uh, did you read the Forbidden Power lore?
0: The Forbidden Power, I've begun reading, uh, so I've just I've just started like de- delving okay. into that. Um, I, I, I did it's, I, I it's did cool. do a, I did do Malign Portents, and so Forbidden Power was just like uh, it was a vanity purchase because I knew I wasn't going to use anything and. In, mm-hmm. in, 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 in it, so, um, yeah. So, so that was, um, I guess you you divided it up in sort of like rules. We we covered yep. the rules, and then lore. Is it just the? Is there anything specific, or you just want you just want arcana to drive the plot for
1: a little while? I want arcana to drive the plot, and that's the thing. Whereas, like, so many of the other units, unless they're releasing new stuff, which I don't necessarily see, um, he is such a dominating character in that army. You know, I kind of feel like, um. That's another good example. Marathi. You know what I mean? Or it's just like they're so iconic to that faction mm-hmm. that or Catacross, too in the Ossiaric Bone Reapers, where it's like their lore is so integral to it that if you well if you do a good job of defining that character, it makes everyone else cooler, right? Yeah. Because they're all well, on it, board.
0: Yeah, if, and if you gotta deal with the character versus fight the character or like mm-hmm. how you approach the character helps you develop your own character. That's totally. why I mean, I do film reference here, but that's why the Coen Brothers stuff is so great because they just have these awesome characters, and what's going on in the film mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Like, look at the Big Lebowski; it's just the dude abiding, right. and just it's just a guy. It's just a guy, <laughs> and that one character in a kidnapping plot—it's just a board, yep. a basic kidnapping plot—makes everyone cooler, like just in in throughout the whole movie because you get to have this point exactly. counterpoint. Same thing happens when you do these like little lore things. Nagash got sweeter, and by proxy. Mm-hmm everyone around him got cooler with how they had to deal with him. Like, Skaven, yep. I always, like, joke that, that Nagash is, is like, Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget, and Skaven are just, like, <laughs> Inspector Gadget, just kind of, like, yes. bumbling their way through fucking up his yep. plans.
1: Mr. Beaning their way into being the saviors of the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's, like, and that's kind of what happened, is, like, the Skaven just had to, like, you know, break glass in case of emergency, because, like, Nagash very nearly won. Like, he yes. very nearly... And then, like, we have to release an entirely new game. Because, yep. <laughs> like, and now we're on... Agent oct-
1: Nagash. Yeah, a-
0: Agent <laughs> Nagash. We're on octagonal basis or some shit. Like, you can only play Death Armies. <laughs> like, Yep. <laughs> now Nagash is the big bad evil guy he's always wanted to be. You're playing as the different Mortarx armies trying to, like, wrestle back control. Now, that would be a sweet game, Workshop, And if you need somebody to write it for you, uh, my Twitter <laughs> handle is at Mr. Underscore Meth. Uh, thank you. <laughs> okay um yeah um so any anything else to add like on on std i feel like this is a it's a pretty deep deep subject you don't want to scoop yourself because you're, you're gonna have a lot of fun with when that tome comes
1: no out, right? yeah um not really though i mean like i whenever a new battle tome comes out especially if it's an existing army or, or something that i'm excited about which i am specifically excited for this i try very hard to keep like you know an open hand in terms of things are allowed to change it could be marked per unit it could be marked for a battalion i don't care like i just want it to be a fun ride right um that's about it right right on right on
0: um are you going to uh are you going to be building std then is this is that going to be an army you'll pursue
1: um i'll I'll see how the book is so basically like i had a slaves to darkness army um but my my painting skill progressed to the point where i got i just wanted to restart the entire thing and so i sold it off um and so I, it has to be, it has to be super like dead sexy rules to get me back in. I'm going to yep. be honest with you. Yep. And when I say dead sexy, I just mean very flavorful. Right. You know, they feel like they should on the table, that kind of thing.
0: So so I know for for 2019, you've had this quest to stick with Beast of Chaos. How's that yeah. going?
1: Oh, I made it to about February 2nd. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, right on, right on. So uh, so it's going great. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah,
1: super. Um <laughs> No, uh, yeah, so I I am someone who who buys a faction used, paints it up, gets really excited about it. I start a series on my channel about how I'm gonna stay with this army and really master it, and then about two weeks later, I get rid of it and do the <laughs> process all over again.
0: <laughs> well, see, the the funny, the I I actually bring up Beast of chaos because when I saw the STD stuff, like first off, the Chaos Warriors look sweet. Like they look right. They they. I mean, everyone's talking about it, and everyone who's they they all say pretty much the same thing, which is. They just they've hammered that gap between being classic and yeah. and modern like and they've done it nicely. Um, when I saw that release, I went, "Oh, I hope I get a really good ally for my Beast of Chaos army." Yeah, <laughs> and so like that's yeah. my hope for Slaves to Darkness is that they have some fatty monster or really great hero <laughs> that's under well, four hundred points.
1: I mean, the thing that makes it seem so appealing to me is that they're bringing in all of the Warcry factions and a bunch of monsters from that game. Mm-hmm. So like. That sounds rad. I want a beastmaster army of just like me and my like six war llamas, whatever they previewed thing, yeah. just yeah. charging.
0: <laughs> the, see, those war llamas look sweet, but you're, you've you've uh, you've coined the proper name for them, which is war llamas. Yes. Suck I, it, Vince. So I got I'm, this
1: one. You got bone daddies.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I've uh, I've I've taken up the war llama agenda, uh, and nice. I, you know I I want to I won over bo- uh, bone claims, So calling instead of calling them like legions. Uh, you know, I like that one. They're bone plates, like so that was that was what I coined. So I've got my one my one thing. <laughs> We've all you got to do it, man. You got to if you want to be hot, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta contribute to the nomenclature to the parlance of the game of the community. <laughs> and war llamas, uh, I I, I I vote from uh from my from from uh Mr. Mephisto, which is a really important vote to get. You know? exactly. I'm, I'm I like I Iowa, I'm like the Iowa of. <laughs> like vote uh, of votes and campaigning for things um um, so war llamas yeah um which actually uh kind of brings me to one of the other twitter questions well well one of the the questions i was going to say for the end but since we're already here why are your your community's memes so dank (laughs) um you did the war you did the war thing and i immediately saw someone like make a twitter like image (laughs) and like and like clap back and stuff like that there's a lot of like really good fun that i see like happens in your twitter feed Um, uh
1: yeah i i don't know I, i just try to encourage people to have fun um for me so my personal facebook feed which i don't i don't like friend a lot of people in the hobby community because uh I have a lot of family that are very sensitive to certain comments. And all yeah, of a sudden gets, yeah. you know, I keep those things separate. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But I, everything I do is memes. There's no politics. There's no drama. It's just, I see something funny and I share it. And so I am mm-hmm. a, I am. My link, lang- my love language is memes. That's, yeah, half that's me a, and my <laughs> wife send each other.
0: It's just um, dank memes. So, so yeah. like you, you're not just like, you're part of it, Lynn. like you're, you're a part of oh, like and yeah. You, you yeah. Okay. So you're part of spreading the dank <laughs> memes is, um, yeah, I and mean, the
1: second somebody show, shares me one, I share it everywhere, and so I think that kind of like incentivizes people to be like, instead of just saying I like that, if they you know people feel like they can get their their fifteen minutes of just like, look, I can make fun of Doug too. Yeah, people like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And you and you and you're a really good sport when they make when they. Oh you know, yeah. Some, because sometimes they will like, like you become the like the 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 actual joke in the meme, and it's not just like yeah, and you and you just like you'll share. So that's really cool. Yeah.
1: My favorite one so far was they put my face over Bear Gryllis. And you know, his like, you know, the sun's going down. Better drink my own piss. Or it's just like, the sun came up today. Better sell an army.
0: Because <laughs> so, they're all true. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's great humor, right? Is the kernel of truth mm-hmm. to, to good humor. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. it's it, It's been like, it's really funny. Uh, they had the war lava thing got me. I was just like in tears. <laughs> I was just like, freaking. Oh, man. Um and then I guess like we could we could like we could get serious with it too, which is like you've you've been in the content creator game for like a, a while now. Um, yeah. You have frequently. you gotten any like hate like, and how do you deal with that? Have you gotten your haters too? Um,
1: yeah, I have. Uh, it was mostly the first year was probably the roughest. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, because when I started, AOS had already launched, and it was before the first general's handbook, and so people were just very 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 mad about fantasy battles going away and though know, the the way gw released age of sigmar and, and just a myriad of things that were legit but then they shared that displeasure in not legit ways mm-hmm. um so that was that was honestly the most but honestly like the so somebody would leave a nasty comment and i am someone who i struggle to not feed the trolls
0: oh <laughs> um, like you, you got it like okay <laughs>
1: Yeah, but we well, basically I just respond I respond with kindness and I'm just like hey thank you for sharing that thought. I tell you I understand completely about your Bretonian army. I'm really sorry to hear about that. But hey, listen, like you don't have to crap on this stuff. Uh, tell me what you liked about that army. You know that kind of thing, and people just got really chill. I mean, yeah. that was it. So, so, um, so you you
0: and, you you really you broadcast the kindness out, and that helped you kind of shape the community early in in the face of hate.
1: I think I, I like to think so, um, because the truth, I don't know. It's just I get called a chill a lot, mostly by my friends, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's because I don't have anything negative to say about Games Workshop stuff, generally. Yeah. Um, but the truth is, is just like life is far too short to spend any amount of time talking about stuff you don't like. I'm just not gonna if if it's not on my channel, it's because I don't like it, like straight mm-hmm. up. So you I heard it have, here:
0: everything that's not on his channel, puppies, baby, he hates them all. Everybody,
1: exactly. <laughs> well, you know, for the for so one of the first battle tomes to get allegiance abilities like early on was uh, Beast Claw Raiders, mm-hmm. and people were like, "You have done a, a lore week for every." Freaking army except that one. It's like I hate them. Like I I don't hate them like uh like the models. I love the way the faction works. I love I, I just they didn't go in any it was that weird phase in, in Age of Sigmar lore writing in the Battle tomes where they didn't actually tell you any concrete information. It's just like we don't know what the Everwinter is. Maybe it's like a storm. You know what I mean? And you're like, I don't what are you talking about? You gotta give me something, give me something to get yeah. excited about. Yeah. Cause these guys are so cool, but it's like there's no lore really dive into and they've changed that i think maw tribes is a fantastic book mm-hmm. um and they really they they put these colorators that fit them in super well with the army um and i, I like that uh, that's why i did a maw tribes week <laughs> but when it was just these Raiders. i was like this is so dry uh-huh.
0: I, was like, I don't know well like it was it, like a little thin on the too thin on the lore for you essentially is is what what like the main thing that kind of yeah made you apprehensive about the original bcr
1: book. Uh, I just got an sub from AOS coach going.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, like we, uh, chat's been popping off here. It's actually been pretty, pretty great. Like they're basically the show within the show. Is is yes. chat, Is chat gang when you're when you're, <laughs> when you're, watching here. I oh go on. It seems like you had a thought there.
1: Oh no, I was just gonna say, but yeah, like you know, the second the second it gave me something to like get excited about, I was talking about it. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. they released like four battle tomes all at once, so I couldn't talk about it immediately, but I got on it. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're right. Right. Um, well I see that's that's the thing is like with my shows like I tend to you do a lot more like AOS adjacent topics because I do think there's a lot of like great content creators yourself included already doing that like the tome reviews and like the, the lower yeah. reviews and stuff like that. so I'm like I'm trying to do something a little like adjacent to that and incorporate mm-hmm. that stuff along the way and yeah. that's been my approach is that is that like there's I mean honestly like, you, you can't compete with just like one your your excitement for the like the, the stuff you do put out is is marked and you have a voice that is like a jazz saxophone it is smooth <laughs> and buttery it's wonderful well thank you <laughs> put i've, I've
1: joked really with cool. doing a uh what is it asmr yeah video of just like
0: <laughs> just reading the tone I'm
1: sitting here building some necromunda models and be like now oh, we're gonna give her a shotgun there's a little, little clip sound <laughs>
0: Oh, man, ten, a, like. 10 out of 10 would sub. For, uh... Just get up in there
1: and just be like. Oh, yeah, that's a good clip. That's a real good clip. <laughs> just like, what?
0: <laughs> oh, man, we'll do an AS- ASMR edition uh, rant cast. Oh, yep. we'll just bring on, like, all the great, like, voiced people, and we'll just talk <laughs> about what we're doing. Yeah,
1: uh, hey, Twitch has another one. That's just, like why don't you just like read me like 20,000 leagues under the sea so I can just fall asleep to it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Just, yeah. He's, he's got one of those, those really good voices too. He's He's a
1: great voice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I, I mean, that's, that's one of the, the, the things like when you pair aptitude passion and I think you get something special. Um, and uh, yeah, man. Oh. Have you told Heywell how you feel about Beast Claw Raiders yet? By the way, because I don't think he's been taking it too good over on his channel.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I follow him on Twitter and I see it, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna touch that. Then I just keep trolling. where I know, I know he's unhappy, and I want so hard to validate, you know, because I mean, I validate opinions; I don't have to agree with them. You right. know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I you... think it's a... but. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me to again, like, I want, I want. Not that he's being a troll when he shares his opinion, but like to not get sucked into like. But actually, dude, you know, what I mean, I don't want to do that because he's allowed yeah. to feel. He's allowed to feel. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely, and and I think that's part of it. Is is one thing that I like to take care with with this community is like is continuing to like kind of reinforce that it's okay to disagree with people in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, content creators, I don't think any one of us is 100% in line with each other's perspectives. I don't think there's a single yeah. one of us uh, that does that. But as long as we respect each other, validate each other a little bit, you can you can disagree in a manner mm-hmm. that's productive to, like, the community itself. When you get these, totally. these differing opinions, then that, like, audiences can latch onto and they can kind of see how we handle it, and then in mm-hmm. turn handle it better themselves and so on and so forth that or just troll like because internet snark is really fun oh
1: yeah well you know the thing (laughs) that i i want to i always stress with people is like they're not wrong like honestly the the people like uh what are some of those so you have Halo twitch you have aos coach doom and darkness um honest wargamer like when they talk about things like they're not wrong but they are subjective so for example like you hear online in a lot of forums and stuff that seraphon are crap because their book is ancient and um ma tribes is underpowered compared to other stuff that came out recently and slanesh is so broken you should ban them or shelf them depending on if you're a fan of vince ventrella or (laughs) avonis wargamer yeah yeah but then this this last weekend i went to an event i beat slanesh round one and i lost to seraphon and ma tribes round two and three and it's just like it made me chuckle to myself because it's like this is literally the inverse of what the internet tells you so don't Assume oh. that, that it's true, but take it into consideration. Like I did approach the Slanish game of being like, "This is going to be uphill," and it was. <laughs> um, and then I went to the other ones, and I was like, "This is going to be a cakewalk," because that's what the internet says. And then I got nut stomped. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well,
0: I, I think I think part of it is, is 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 a lot of times internet debate regarding Age of Sigmar is framed around mm-hmm. one thing and one thing alone, which is the the sort of just the numbers competitive ass side right. of things. Most right. discussions, and I'm guilty of it myself, uh, like frame it around that. And right. and that's just one perspective. It, it, it is that sort of subjective angle that they're looking at it from. Um, and if you forget that the game is played in three dimensions by different players that aren't, you know, one of the things I hate seeing is like, oh, I refuse to play against Skaven. Skaven right. is busted. I refuse to play against Lanesh it's busted. And then there's always that one extra degree that implies you think Sl- Slanesh players or Skaven players, like, you go too far and you start to, like, judge them based on their army. And it's yeah. like, the average Skaven player I've played is uh, to generalize and exactly like, a, a contradict <laughs> myself, tends to be, a, like, an old fan of the army. They, yeah. they, they tend to be an old fan, they're in it for the, they, they've been in it for a long time, and they're just yeah. happy to play their army again. Uh, 100%. And they're not on the 100% kick your teeth in tournament heavy best list ever. And so if you start talking with them as though they are on the internet, you're going to already come into this discussion Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like at like shooting at a different angle from each other. So you're just, you're just not going to align and be able to to see eye to eye and talk because you're just on different levels of what you're even discussing to begin with. This common lexicon I talk about, like it's, it's, you got to establish like a common lexicon between each other before you begin to discuss some of this stuff, and and I think mm-hmm. that's part of the role. Just a, like that's part of what you just have to be aware of when you're a human, and for sure being aware of it, and then that's going to let you have a lot better time talking about stuff on the internet.
1: <laughs> totally, and that's and that's kind of something that like um, I, I I I believe <laughs> I, I trust because I confirmed with him that Rob understood what I was talking about. So I, I poked some jabs on him on Twitter when he put a post up that, like, Ma Tribes was terrible and Osiric Bone were broken. um, And then the source of that was because no one had a chance to play it yet mm-hmm. and enjoy it. It was before the books officially came out. It was, it was, that it was in like, the
0: same thread as Immolation is the most busted ability that they have or something like that? Uh, that I don't think I
1: commented on that one, but okay. I also... That makes me chuckle. You just said that. but yeah.
0: uh, But, you know,
1: and that was because it wasn't out yet. But now that it's been out it's like no 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 no. i mean he, once it's out in the field it's like if he still sees those things they're so valid because it's what his perception is and he should share it you know what i mean like they're totally validating that um and i get made fun of a lot because of that because People thought I was being very spicy, but I just wasn't <laughs> on Twitter. It's just not.
0: I'm, I'm about to, like, Twitter is really one of those things. I want a date function for, like, searching through Twitter. I want to be able to go back and read some of this. Because I was, I was actually, I got, like, I went in with uh, what I normally do, which is internet snark whenever I see something that I, mm. I find snarky. Uh, you know, uh, you have established the terms of engagement, sir, so I shall engage you on your <laughs> level if you're being snarky. Uh, oh, it's funny. So
1: we, we jab each other back and forth. Uh, yeah me and rob and then i just i made it emphatically clear with like three messages of like just so you know like i super respect you like yeah. this is totally cool and he was like i totally understand and then there's a whole bunch of people surrounding that conversation what? that were like oh man you want they're gonna fight yeah, it's like the hype man like they're just around <laughs> they're just you like
0: <laughs> fight 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 well see that's see, and that's actually like the where i was gonna go with the interaction so like i'm i was snarky back to rob right but then the the like the honest gamer echo chamber will actually like start to like fill in around that that discussion then you're you're not yeah,
1: you you're can't sur- yeah
0: you're suddenly not talking to him anymore you're talking to like the like the, the other you're talking to these other folks that aren't as concise or 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 cognizant of their own opinion right the way that yeah. rob is like he's very he's very much thought about what he's about to say and, and why he says it for, yep. you know from whatever angle he's he he views it from he's thought about it for independently i i find. Yep. And so no. it's, it's a lot easier to also like discuss someone's own opinion rather than like someone regurgitating an opinion. They just, they read off the internet. And now you're like, you're arguing with their knowledge, their, their encyclopedic knowledge of internet posts and not even the person anymore.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but anyway, I just wanted to throw that we'll out. Which is where dank memes in. come in.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just,
1: just, You know what can solve this argument? Memes. Dank <laughs> memes. <laughs>
0: Uh, No, I, I, like, I, like, I think, and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be better because I came in thinking I was a nobody for a long time with the way I would, like, start interacting with people on Twitter. I'm like, oh, I'm just, like, a goofy nobody. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, crap, people are starting to, like, watch my show. And so, like, I, I run the danger now of, of saying something that, like, I say snarkily for my, my humor thing, and then I'm going to go on Rantcast and rant for three hours explaining the point. (laughs) um like but somebody who follows me and takes what i believe to heart might then just take that and then now they're gonna go someplace else with what i've said like so
1: yeah i mean it's it's one of those things um social media is an interesting thing with this hobby because like what you introduced me as like an authority on lore like what makes me that um, I don't. I don't. I don't have a degree. I like I didn't go a to pas- game's pas- Workshop. You.
0: Yeah, I, I said p- passionate. Uh, you know, like you really focus on it. I don't know that I said you are the. Maybe I did. The preeminent authority. I think is exactly <laughs> what I said. That uh, if if it's about lore and Doug says it, it is fact and sacrosanct, and therefore. Um, yes. I, I mean, yeah, that, it's, that's, that's it's, what I said. It's
1: lore debate. because I said it is what <laughs> that's, you're saying. Yeah. That,
0: that's what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not lore until Doug says it on two plus tough. Um Yeah. Uh, continue that, your yeah. point. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> no, no, it's all good. <laughs> but I, I was
1: going to say that like getting involved in the conversation and then asking meaningful questions and giving meaningful responses, like that's, that is 100% of, of what it is to be a leader in the community. And then the people who can do that consistently while encouraging others to enjoy what they love. Mm-hmm. price to the top like that's that's exactly what you're in the process of doing like what i'm in the process of doing because i there are other working me channels that like blow my sub count out of the water mm-hmm. you know we're all on that train <laughs>
0: well I, I mean and and this is aos coaches hanging out here in chat and i wouldn't really be doing cast if it wasn't for some advice he gave me at the very very beginning of the year which was uh essentially like i was personally uh going through this issue where like a lot of what i a lot the, the way Rancast unfurls with all, talking about mm-hmm. movies and all this crap at the same time I'm talking about Age of Sigmar is because I personally link everything within myself together, so yeah. my problems become linked to everything within me, and so I had to mm-hmm. like unravel this this ball of yarn of of just a bunch of stuff, <laughs> and it took me until like October this year to kind of get a handle yes. on it. <laughs> um, and part of the thing I was really struggling with is like all of my interests are linked together. And like, I'm an active Mm -hmm. age of Sigmar gamer and player. And there are people who, who follow you for age of Sigmar and they don't want to see anything but models in in their feed. Right. And it's like, well, every now and then I want to talk about street fighter and like stuff like that. And so I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, how do I be a age of Sigmar quote unquote age of Sigmar person and like still maintain all these other things I loved. And like, at some point it's just like, you know what? Unite the clans, man. Like who gives a crap? Be you. you do a
1: chuck moore style yeah he's he's a swifty taylor swift enthusiast <laughs> yeah. he just engages the age of sigmar community and hammers home everything's a taylor swift meme oh
0: yeah <laughs> or, well, a, or, well uh, now, yeah. And now it's a and now it's a brand thing abb always be on brand like he you know that he is <laughs> he is the source of tay rathi like yeah um and he's got the costume too like i don't know if you've seen the tay rathi i have never oh, seen the God. costume it's, but... it's a thing to behold it is it, it is fucking majestic it's it's magnificent <laughs> Um, so
1: ios coach actually i just i'm following the chat too. pointed out the best thing and that is just be human and i have found uh more often than not the times where i stop pretending to be like two plus tough and i just share doug mm -hmm. um i get the most response like one time i was in the middle of oh it was during daughters of cane week when i was doing the entire weeks with allure we had to put my cat down and I lo- we had this cat since it was like born. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just had a video. I was like, Hey guys, just so you know, like I had to put my pet down. So I'm going to take like some time off. And like, that was my most commented on video for an obscene amount of time mm-hmm. of people just being super cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I like that kind of stuff. It makes it really, really nice and easy to do stuff for the community. I and,
0: and you're, you're also very, I think you're very forward about like, we joke about the show thing. Ha ha ha. It's really funny. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we you know we didn't get one actual shill question when we were we were trying to get questions for the show. Uh, I'm I'm disappointed in you community. Get your shit together. But like you you, there's nothing wrong with being honest. That like I'm being professional with this, with my brand. I am no. I get a source of income. I, the one actually the, the COPPA thing, which I think we'll we'll talk about a little bit here, where you did your COPA okay. sort of state of the channel video. You're like I make like one half of my income off of this for for yep. for like you know, the brand basically. And I, and like, you're, you're very forward with like, this is, you know, this helps me keep doing what I do. And I think yeah. that there's an, like when you're dishonest about it, I feel like that rubs me way the, like personally, I don't uh, like, when people are dishonest about like the game the, uh, is of, yeah. of, of, of being in social media, creating content, you know, this is why I keep referencing Letterman uh because David Letterman knew that he's getting guests on the show to talk about the movie that's about to come out he uh-huh. do it every time, but like he'd get that out of the way, or do it on the tail end, where like, okay, let's roll the clip. But then he just had a yep. like, you go be honest about the thing, and then just have the conversation. And like, yep. that's what I, that's what I personally re- respect and resonate with is like, is like this is takes a lot of time and effort, and and mm-hmm. and you know, I don't even write show notes, so I barely put any time into the show. <laughs> <laughs> but like you you you've got bumper music, you've got you go through and you you <laughs> sift out all your art, like you've got you've got backing tracks, like you put a lot of care and effort into your content. It like it, it doesn't matter that you're not getting a check from, you know, Mr. Games Workshop every month. Like this is it, it's Man. still in a sense a, a professional endeavor to create yeah. content on that level. I mean Rob's doing yeah. the same way. Like his coverage is it's oh, yeah. you know, professional level cover- coverage.
1: Um, come on. yeah, I know I just, uh, I have, I was, um, when I made the jump to doing, uh, to having a Patreon account, uh, that was me. I made a video, yeah, I don't know if I stole up or not, but I was just very clear. It's like, Hey, this is reaching a point where I mean, community's engaged. I got in on the ground floor when no one else was talking about AOS. Mm-hmm. And, um, I stated my intention very clearly, like, there's nothing manipulative. I want to do this for a living. I don't do a lot of the crappy stuff that other YouTubers do in terms of, um, I don't know. Like, you're not going to see, like, me undies commercials during my video. Like, they're never going to be the sponsor of my video or, you (laughs) know, Purple Mattress or what are some other stupid things? Uh, Oh, Casper.
0: Casper Mattress. Yeah, Casper,
1: yeah. Yeah, (laughs) AdamandEve.com. Like, you know, Slanesh Week is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. See, that would be
0: great, though. Like, I would do that just for the joke. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, like can i can i shield to you guys for one week because i'm doing content. Yes.
1: <laughs> andrew nailed it yeah so i mean and like i've actually joked about making fake ads for products that have nothing to do with aos but i don't know how that works like copyright wise if i was just like randomly going through a video at the end of it. I was like, this was brought to you by Charmin Ultra.
0: <laughs> like uh, one... two ply. <laughs> <laughs> two ply. It's two plies tough. Boom. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, exactly. No, I, I, um uh, there's a, there's a parody clause in terms of content that you could potentially get away with it under, but you have to make it clear that it's parody and, and humor um and then mm-hmm. you also have to then like do a disclaimer like this like not i don't actually get paid money by these guys to do this thing totally so totally, so yeah. there's a way to do it um so there's a way to do it but but i'm not certain exactly consult your I might lawyer just, which you now yeah
1: have i might producer. just put text at the bottom to say like they were in no way related to this commercial <laughs> so well, i don't know it was kind of stuff but like you know i don't i don't do any of those things um when i did do the 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 patreon people were incredibly supportive but there was a caveat where they said never put stuff behind a paywall and i was yes. like done and you know what i mean like if that's if that's all you ask to make this a better show done yeah uh, <laughs> that, not do the thing everyone else does
0: done well i mean jim jim sterling he's a video game he does a, the gymquisition very oh, yeah. video game heavy uh youtuber um he's one of those guys that like i when I was writing for Kotaku, uh, sorry, I was a contributor for Kotaku before they got their new business model and stuff. Um, I really like, he was coming up and he was getting really big. And like, he was one of those guys where I'm like, if I ever make content, I'm going to do it. Like he does it, which is no paywall for his content. He's got yeah. different tiers of the pay of his Patreon. he's like, but you, it's just, you're paying what you want yep. because you're supporting me. And that's how yep. I generate revenue. And like that honesty, you know, Um, then you see like folks out there and like, you know, if that's how they do it, fine. Good on them. But that's not how I do it where they do like you to get the podcast, you have to be a a tier three Patreon. Otherwise you can't download the podcast. Like, I'm just like, my, that's cool. You know, one of the ideas I was playing with for a while was like releasing, uh, some of my, my fiction that I write, like uh, as part of Patreon subscribers, but like, I'm like, well, now I'm putting it behind a paywall or am I giving it access and what's the difference? And I'm like, so I just, I haven't. Mm-hmm. even touched it because since i have the question that means that the audience will have that question
1: and and then i think that touches on a really great point it was just it's not even a matter of like how am i going to be received like always thinking about how other people think about you kind of thing that's not great but um thinking about if i were to achieve doing this full time but i didn't do it in the way that i wanted to where i have zero guilt zero question i don't want that you know what I mean? And so, like, my slow burn upwards, which now might go downward a little bit because of Kappa, um, just it gets a lot longer if you want to do, you know, make an honest living. It takes time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to build but, it... uh...
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and I was just going to say, but I, at the end of it, I would rather take longer and achieve something that I'm super proud of than being the actual shill that I get jokingly. Jokingly. It's always it, joking. It's fun yeah. to joke yeah. about it. It's to It's a fun yeah. meme. It's oh, fun. gosh, yeah.
0: It's just memeing. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the thing is, like, you're, you're just, I mean, if you end up in the position to get paid to do literally what you love from mm-hmm. a hobby standpoint, and, like, you know, I, I know people can love being nuclear physicists, but, like, you always have that thing <laughs> that you do on the side. Right. Uh, and if you can really somehow turn that into a business or whatever like that, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's one of the dreams that you're you're told to chase, right? And to take it slow and deliberately and do it the right way it takes time and uh you know you're, you're we are fortunate to kind of live in this time period where you can get paid just for art's sake you can get paid for content yeah. sake and so that's that's beautiful but there's also sort of like some responsibility that comes with that too i think
1: totally and man that's not to um malign uh sites that do like you know for example mini gaming is the big top dog when it comes to paywall content have the vault um it's just not what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know? And that's honestly like, cause, because then all of a sudden everything that they do has to be revolved around Maybe. getting signups in the vault. Yeah. And and that's fine. Like, well, I mean, even with my stuff, I want it to be about money. Cause I want to do this full time, but I don't want the, the constant focus to be driving you to be do this very specific action. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I'm open to like advertising and that kind of stuff. Um, uh the guys who made god tear god tear the the board game asked me if i could do a review I'm like oh yeah i'm happy to do that like i'm not getting paid for it but um that kind of stuff but in a matter of i don't know just as far as like a paywall stuff it's just not what i want to do and and, and, good
0: no no i'm just saying same same just in agreement um so yeah i mean i people are telling me to get a patreon i think right now i've just used twitch sort of as the i started out as a, a twitch my internet Career, I guess, um, ignoring the blogging and Kotaku and stuff. I started streaming just on Twitch like four years ago or so, um, made the, made the partner push. So it's, it's kind of what I'm familiar with. Um, Mm -hmm. and so like in a very strict sense, uh, you don't get, uh, you don't get my, my emojis unless you sub to me on, on, on Twitch here. But like, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you're getting all of the rant cast, you know, it's, you're going to get all of my, right whatever I have to say and and whatever I make like that. And I I think that's where I, I, I've justified using Twitch as a business model for myself. Oh yeah. And uh, actually kind of speaking of, uh, speaking of Twitch, you, you do do some Twitch yourself.
1: I, I did for a while. So I had, um, uh, what is it called? Restream where you can like send your live feed to restream and they'll put it on YouTube and Twitch simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And so for a little while I was doing the Twitch thing. I actually did make the partner thing. And then, stream kind of crashed and i haven't tried it again since i had to actually had to take it down from there mm-hmm. and go just to youtube to get my streams to work mm. um so i have to just i have to just i am actually do that this weekend now that i have a holiday weekend just take some time and figure out what's going on
0: well it, it would finally give me someone to raid and stuff is all i'm saying so like i missed. oh <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, right on well because like i still like i still host like all my like dark like all my uh like bloodborne and and like mm-hmm. the other people i was kind of st- coming up streaming with like that stuff with so it's like uh but like i took like a month off no i sorry it was it was three months off from making my partner push and oh, yeah. lost all the progress it was yeah. so like that grind is insanity because yep. there's such an amount of saturation and content creation, I just think across the spectrum. Like, ages, whether it's ages, of Sigmar, I see a new Age of Sigmar podcast every day, and I'm like, wait, am I one of the uh, like wily upstarts now? Like, I'm yes. just like, oh no. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's like, I mean, there's, it's, it's saturation and, uh, you know, the Randy Savage thing, like the cream theoretically will rise to the top, or you brute force it with money and you just like, <laughs> do giveaways constantly.
1: Yes. You become a real
0: shill, like a proper, like the good. Exactly. Yes. Like someone who really (laughs) follows their dreams. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so getting back here, we we we've talked about COP a couple times now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we might as well just we might as well just talk about it now. Yeah. Uh, you you've uh you actually defined you actually did a video. Uh, I think this one went up like three four days ago or so. Yep, it was pretty recent. Yeah, state, state 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 like sort of like state of the channel type video and you mm-hmm. talked about COPPA there. Do you want to talk about what COPPA is uh for people who maybe don't know watching and yes. listening right now?
1: So, it affects the whole world because YouTube's everywhere and it's but it's based in the US and it's a US law. So, it stands for the Oh my gosh, now I'm it's tired. It's Children Online Thank Privacy you.
0: Act. I wrote it down even though I don't take show notes could not think
1: of the, <laughs> the Stee, um, children, of course, at the whole freaking point. Right. So, uh, basically in 1998, we made a law that said you can't target children with ads and you can't track their data. This is all super broad terms. There's like minutiae to it. If someone's a lawyer, they're like, that's not what it means. But, um, so YouTube at the time said, Oh, we're totally cool. Uh, cause they define children as being 13. You have to be 13 uh, or older to make a YouTube account. We're totally clear. Um, and the problem was is that they knew as anyone with half a brain cell knows they'll use their parents accounts or they'll just lie and say yeah i'm 13 even though they're like 12 or 11 or whatever you know (laughs) and so um you google who now owns youtube knew that and so knew it was happening and so just recently they got fined by the ftc the federal trade commission for you know basically doing the exact thing they shouldn't do: targeting kids, tracking their ads. They can look and see every video you watch on your Google account or by extension, your YouTube account and know like, oh, okay, well this guy who watches, you know, 12 hours of Peppa pig a month is probably not, he's probably a child, right? Like right. we can figure that yeah, out. Yeah, All the Minecraft, we'll all the exactly. minecrafters
0: are either mythological creatures that don't <clears throat> exist. Cause I've never seen an adult really <laughs> play Minecraft or children yes
1: um so that happened and youtube's response was to pay a huge well huge to us nobodies right the every man but not so big to a multi-million dollar corporation mm-hmm. fine and then um the thing was is how do we get coppa compliant from there right how do we know when children are being targeted and that kind of stuff and there was basically what their their thing was is they passed the buck on to us the content creators where we mark our ch- content as safe for children or not not safe for children targeted towards children or not okay mm-hmm. um and that's fundamentally what happened and so every video you have has to be reviewed now the reason that's a big deal is because if the ftc was to look at your video and they say this looks like something it would be enticing to a kid but you've said it's not for kids that means it's tracking data and targeting ads you the content creator can get fined Mm -hmm. um and that's why everybody had this like hellstorm about it was because if you get defining what your video is for wrong you could get fined by the ftc Mm -hmm. uh, up to 42 grand and so um people were really mad about that obviously um so anyway that's that's what COPPA is i mean that's fundamentally what it is so Go ahead. Tell me your youth. I'm going to talk No, no, ahead, no, tell, no, tell no. You, thoughts.
0: you, you came, you came down with a, with a pretty like level-headed, I think response like, Hey, you know, this, this could potentially, uh, you know, hurt me in the long run, but when it gets right down to it, I'm just going to go forward and I don't see any yep. reason to make a big stink of it on my channel. Right. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, cause you know, it all depends on, on where your starting position is. So my starting position is we're trying to do a good thing for children. Right. Like we live in an age where every ounce of their activity can be tracked and monitored and monetized by a large corporation. Real so, quick
0: sidebar. I yeah. think it is terrifying. I'm, I've am i got two children. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I, like It's always like, oh, in my day, like people like do the curmudgeon thing, which I do do to an extent regarding how terrible yes. their music is and how much like sweeter it is to own the physical book than a digital copy. But beyond mm-hmm. my curmudgeonly tendencies in that respect, I think it is terrifying to be a child right now. When, I I I uh, depending on which school I went to at the time, I it probably wouldn't surprise you to find out that I was a goth kid who got a little bullied. You know, liking death, and nice all that, yeah. Um, like, like, but the my embarrassment I- embarrassment lived in the moment, and then it was yeah. gone. If yep. I was that age again right now, someone's got their phone out. My shame is eternal. They make a yep. fucking. They make a fucking uh, WordPress page with YouTube videos and a techno <laughs> remix of My Shame. It is horrifying, I think, to be a child right now. And navigating this, this digital ocean is mm-hmm. daunting. We, who grew up alongside the technology, sort of had the growing pains with it to where yeah. I think we're a little bit more woke than, than, than maybe others. And children now are kind of growing up with it already existing in this current form. And that has its own learning curve. And so there is, to an extent, this need to uh, protect them, right? Now, where my take comes in, and and it's the same take I've had when I was pissed at the ESRB for imposing their fucking prudish values (laughs) on my art, uh, it's the same thing I have with various publishing agencies, which is you're so often doing it in the wrong way with a heavy-handed mm-hmm. blanket hammer, just on a point that requires some finesse and nuance.
1: Totally, and that's the thing where the the problem with COPPA and why people are freaking out is because the FTC has used very vague language. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, um, someone in the chat said, just cuss a lot in your video and they'll know it's not for kids. Yo. That's not true. <laughs> that's not how it works, basically they're gonna look yeah i know you're not safe God damn God. it you're that basically. was my plan they're gonna, they're gonna look at your videos and say okay they're talking about a board game because i mean remember this isn't a government intern who doesn't know a damn thing about warhammer they are going gonna like okay it's a board game it's got elves it's got dwarves and it's got fantasy stuff does this and the keyword they used is appeal to children appeal is the problematic word where um it, you know, when I was 13, fuck yeah, dude, dragons and fire and... Oh, yeah. Oh, hell I yeah. don't know, weird budding sexuality things with slanesh and <laughs> like all this <laughs> kinds of stuff. Right. Where right. I was like, oh, yeah, but of course, you no, know, we know that, like, okay, well, it's not really, like, you don't fully understand the implications. The kits are very complicated for a young child until they're already 12 and up. Like, you know, it's not necessarily for kids. It's not directed at kids. It's, you know, young, young kids. Right. You know, below 13 that kind of stuff. So it's the problem of what does the word appeal mean in terms of, does it appeal to children? And so that's, that's the core of the issue. And the thing is, is that I start from the position of like, we want to do something good. I would rather do something good and have it be messy for a little bit and have a better result than keep going as we were, which was children were getting targeted and their data was being recorded all the time by that kind of stuff. Now, Mm -hmm. um, the, the reaction that I see a lot is people saying like, well, screw YouTube for putting the burden on the content creators. Cause we're the ones who will get sued. And the, the pushback that I've given to that, and I haven't heard a very good response, like a good counter, mm-hmm. uh, is if it's not the content creators, then it's YouTube who decides if something's for like, ultimately they will get sued, right? The buck stops with YouTube if it's for kids or not. Mm-hmm and the problem is is I don't want deep
0: deep pockets by the way that in terms of like the legal concept they're not going to mean yeah
1: no they can take the they can take a bajillion fines for the not being for kids the 42,000 things is chump change yeah but my point is do you want your multi-million dollar corporation that makes money with ads to decide what is appropriate for your children and it's like
0: no 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 I don't even have kids and I'm like hell no 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 and that's (laughs) No, and, and and this is, I mean, that's where I said, like, you had this really great take, so I'm happy you kind of uh, expounded upon it here, which is, like, putting it, it, it kind of should be on the content creators. I mean, you're cognizant when you become a content creator of, and this is something I mentioned earlier, is, like, mm-hmm. you at some point become cognizant that you have a responsibility in some respect, whether yeah. that, it, it doesn't, this isn't like Peter, uh, Peter Parker levels of responsibility, but, like, you have some accountability for the things you mm-hmm. say on the freaking internet. In a very micro sense. It, having yeah. a responsibility could be. If I don't conduct myself a certain way. Then I won't keep getting follows. Like yeah. that's. That becomes a responsibility. Whereas like if you don't give a crap about any of that. You throw out the video. Well now the responsibility may be less some. But once you become a mm-hmm. quote unquote content creator. Someone who's going to make more than one video. Continue to do that. You become more and more cognizant of this fact. And yeah. I mean I. I. Early on when I, I realized like I okay, like I went from no subs to like two hundred subs and I'm like, uh oh yep. Like I what <laughs> happens if what happens if I start to get monetized? I swear a ton. Yep. I have some really off color humor sometimes. Yep. Um like uh oh it like, feels
1: like your words have more weight all of a sudden yeah, people like, start listening.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, uh like I haven't done one of my truly spicy takes in a while, but like <laughs> every now and then like they come out and, and it's like um. Oh no! Like, what happens when I get monetized? Am I? Yeah. You know, what do I have to do now? And so, like, the, then, COPA had that. This this change to YouTube happened within the time period as I'm. You you mentioned like, where are you at in your like in this like wow, that's relevant. I'm yeah. in the growth period, trying to hit monetization, and uh, you know, I already made the decision early on that I'm not making. I'm not going to be. E for everyone content. I'm gonna right. maintain my, you know, Twitch. Uh, Twitch solves it really cleanly. I click a little button that says I make mature content, and then you get that little thing yep. that says uh, mature audiences only. Yep. Right. Every time you log and, into my yeah.
1: And fundamentally, isn't it so funny that like people are freaking out, but it's like if that just happened from the beginning, nobody would bat an eye. Mm-hmm. But it's because youtube before they were owned by google said oh it's fine we can't have an account unless you're 13 like that shrugging off is what's causing all of this now Mm -hmm. whereas if if we had just if every time i load a video it says you know rate m for mature i would just click yes i don't cuss i don't care but i don't it's not for kids like Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: it's not my target so all of a sudden that doesn't matter (laughs) right (laughs) right
0: right and so and going forward you know my I'm just going to stay the course. Uh, I find yep. it convenient now that I have a little button that says my show's not for kids, th- which I didn't have before, actually, when I was uploading my swearing uh, profusely videos <laughs> yeah. before. And I'm just like, well, what does this mean for monetization and all that? And I'm like, well, it just means you're going to grow slower because content uh, for the algorithm don't swear, make your videos yep. a certain length, so on and so forth. And I'm like, I don't care about any of that. I'm not. a Right. And so, like, I didn't care about it before. I'm going to continue to not care about it. And uh Yeah.
1: I um I realize that I put a lot of eggs in the YouTube basket, and so that's why I have my my awesome patrons on Patreon because I, I was very clear with them. Like, you know, I want to move into a new place where I can get like a studio room, which is what I'm in right now. My wife has her little second studio over there, oh, yeah. where it's like I I planned that at some point I would lose all my ad revenue, and that could be for a myriad of reasons. It could be like Games Workshop being like, "Hey, Doug, you're not allowed to use art anymore, and all my videos get demonetized." It could be. A myriad there's there's tons of reasons that videos get demonetized yeah and so i don't lean on that income uh and so i don't freak out about it um and so it's just like it, it's it's just for such a good reason that it's just so worth the awkward transition period mm-hmm. um and in addition to that like the problem is here. here here's the i'm trying to think of how to explain this in my opinion um the FTC guy yelling in the microphone, making it sound like we're coming for you content creators who are targeting children. <laughs> like the problem is, is that we all, all content creators got, we went like, Oh shit, they're coming for me, bro. When yeah. it's actually like this very small demographic of people that they are actually trying to, to target. Right.
0: It's, it's the, and, po- the Pokemon card, uh, QVC card code guys that, that really specifically, Yeah, Yeah, there's a content creator Mm -hmm. out
1: there. Or people who, you know, there are many videos of men who have pedophilic Mm.
0: tendencies,
1: we'll say that, and make content for kids, but it's in this weird guise that they shouldn't be doing this. It just, there's a myriad of things. I don't think we're the target of it. And coincide, politicians aside, I do believe that the world is full of reasonable people. And so when they come to your channel, um, i don't know I, I any reasonable person will be like oh is Mephisto for kids and then you're like fuck Nagash, fuck sigmar It's like nope i'm gonna say no to that one you know what i mean <laughs> like it's it, it's i think it's partially because we're you, gamers yeah. where we're like okay the rule is yeah uh, if it appeals to kids and you're like well what appeals to kids all of a sudden it's yeah. like a quote unquote game breaking in your brain but it's like no i mean it's just it's just they're gonna watch it and be like no, I don't think it's for kids. That that's a fan, that's a
0: fantastic like appeals to like appeals to uh, in 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 le- in legalese in terms of uh, uh, the American legal system we use the word yeah. reasonable a lot yeah um, yeah like yeah, yeah. It, it, would a reasonable person believe that this is reasonable is usually like how you you see it and I think a reasonable person is gonna if it does end up on a court side of things they're gonna yep. go reasonably speaking even though they're talking about toys they're yep. dropping 30 f-bombs and he just made a dostoevsky like reference <laughs> um i don't think it's for kids <laughs>
1: yeah no and, and and to that point there are uh industries like the guys who review toys and collectibles and antiques that are that definitely i think have more reason to freak out yes um 100 i just don't think that we are and not that those people are invalid you know I mean, they absolutely are i i did my american duty and wrote Uh, my congressman and I filled out a bunch of like petitions, not petitions like to stop COPPA, but for clarification because appealing to kids is not a legal, you know, thing like it's not, it's, it's just subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, for that kind of clarification, that kind of stuff, but honestly beyond that, I'm just like, what else can you do? What are you going to do? Sit around and freak out until January. No, just take a breath. Yeah.
0: I I think it will be fine. (laughs) Um, I mean, I've got a, uh, a spiritual qualm with people who try to, like, uh, impose their prudish values on my children, but, uh, and mm-hmm. it should be my job to make sure my kids aren't watching shit on YouTube that's not okay yep. for them, uh, mm-hmm. and fuck you, government, but, uh, you know, there's also the other thing is that, like, I am a reasonable adult, and, uh, other children aren't <laughs> raised by reasonable adults, so, yes. you know, why do we have seatbelt laws? Not because I personally don't put my kids in mm-hmm. seatbelts, but because there's some freaking, uh, stare insert american stereotype it probably involves a pickup truck and some, yep. some missing teeth that don't and uh yes those those children can't regulate themselves yet they don't even have legal consent in mm-hmm. the legal terms uh so like and it, i understand wanting to make rules but then i also like i said i have that like Fuck you, man. I'm gonna like No Don't, I, don't I, censor
1: I, me, man. <laughs> and I do too, where it's just like, okay, so I choose not to cuss because my honestly, my core demographic is um men who like the reason I don't cuss, right, on my own channel is because I want something where a grown man can be painting and building Warhammer stuff and his kids are around and he can just play it on the computer and know that there's not gonna be something he doesn't want his kids to hear. Like that's it. But it's for adults. Right. So it falls in this weird category where it's, like, safe for kids, but not for kids. And you're like,
0: eh. See, you've thought about it, actually, which is really cool. Like, you've really thought about it. Where I was, like, thinking about it, like, I uh, thinking of being a late-night show and, like, coming in at that. that, Mm -hmm. And I know 730 is not light, but usually by the time people filter in, it's (laughs) a little bit later. They. They listen to it after work. They're paying, you know, maybe after dinner is, is you know, when the YouTube thing goes live. Because I put that up a little bit later. Um, Like, it, it's, 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 like, I've thought about it from a different angle. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, don't turn Mephisto on in front of your kids. Probably uh, adults. Because I do swear <laughs> an awful lot. And
1: vaccinate them.
0: And I, I didn't, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that personally. <laughs>
1: yeah no, i I mean and i only thought about it because i got like there was one weird week where i got four emails from people saying thank you for that or like i only listen to your show when i commute and my kids are in the back playing with toys and i have like you know the phone plugged into the audio system of my minivan i was like cool like this is for you (laughs) yeah
0: this is for you yeah i i uh but, like, I listen to, like, rock and roll around my kids and Wu-Tang Clan and stuff, too. But that's because, like, I... Oh, yeah. You know, I, I have a... But I also try not to swear around them. And my kids correct my language. They're like, Daddy, uh, that was a bad word. And I'm just like... I'm like, when you're older, I'll give you the speech about how there is no such thing as bad words, only bad context. Um, <laughs> like, you know, the, the English major coming out where I'm like, you know, what's the context? Um, yeah.
1: No, so. and that's that's the thing. Where like, people... I think wrongfully assume that because I don't cuss that like I was raised in a household that we don't I was like, no, man. Like we used to joke that our family crest is just the middle finger like a, <laughs> in stained glass on a, on a yeah. boarded up church. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I listen wherever I want, but that's because my kid is my dog <laughs> Fur pets.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I came from a very rough background, but at the same time, it's just like, but I, I want, yeah, well, like you said, I just thought about it. I just, I just want good things for specific people who like, you know, or in a situation where it's like, I don't want you to feel like you can't listen to Warhammer stuff because you got kids. That sucks. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, the kids are already like ruining your enjoyment of the hobby. Most. Oh but. yeah, I mean they're hobby killers. <laughs> You, you can't, think
1: you're painting dryad bark and it's like some kid's
0: poop that's on your hand and you're like, uh, oh God. Oh the yeah, no, <laughs> man, they they're dumping your paints, they're breaking your nagas. Yep. At least let me listen to my episode of somebody talking about Warhammer. Yeah, no, it's 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 a really good it's a really good point. It's a really solid thing. And if I were a more responsible person, I would have thought about it, but I didn't. <laughs> but but that's the thing,
1: is there's no shame. Like, I think you should lean into your audience. And for me, like, because I am somebody who can turn off the cussing like out of whim i try it you know i like when you have a hammer everything looks like a nail this is the skill i got this is the skill i'm gonna use yep. like <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. no chad here just uh once more uh, calling you out for not liking dogs so aos coach i listen to whatever i want but that's because my kid is a dog which we know Doug doesn't like because he doesn't feature dogs on his channel.
1: Exactly. I have um, had my cat on the camera before, so that, that so, counts. So you're pro-cat, but anti-dog. I am pro-cat.
0: Yeah. Um, vaccinate your kids or Nagash will steal you, uh, steal their souls. Uh, that's the real that's yeah. the real crux. Well, man, did I just become an anti-vaxxer? Because I do want Nagash to win. But that's fiction. In reality, vaccinate your goddamn children. Um... Are you suggesting that kids aren't all right? Um, Nice reference to offspring there, uh, (laughs) acrylic. And Soren, how's it going, my dude? Thanks for showing up. Yeah. (laughs) I I love my kids, all five of them, but I may be a bit mad as well. I think being a parent, uh, speaking to now just... Uh, the rest of you who aren't parents can like go get a drink of water real quick while I talk to the parents in the audience. Cool. Um, we're angry a lot, <laughs> like it's just part. It's just par for the course, I think. And part of it is just like uh, mitigating it and figuring out how to like do the best thing you can, right? Like, but yep. yeah, you're you're mad about stuff with kids. You know, <laughs> it happens. Um, I I I've told this story before, but my daughter Lily, she broke my nagash. Like she, I got yeah. home from a- from a tournament weekend. And she she broke it, and, like, I actually, like, Molly, uh, her mother, uh, a.k.a. Lulu, uh, she, uh, she, like, diffused the situation before I even got into it. Like, because if I had, like, gone right from whatever energy level I was at, which probably wasn't, like, angry, but it it probably had, like, a manic energy to it, you know? Like, I was probably, if I was playing a video game, I'm, like, in, and I've got the energy that you know the levels. Up. yeah i'm amped up so like i go downstairs and she's like andrew you know, blah, blah blah and then like i see the nagash thing i wonder if i would have responded to that differently if she didn't bring me down to neutral first because yeah. the way i responded to that situation was like broken nagash was going oh she just wanted to play with nagash because she sees daddy play with nagash and that makes sense and so like yeah. i found it adorable rather than like um horrible you know and and
1: yeah no and, and when i what i mean like kids are bad like i don't i don't have children but i do i volunteer with youth um yeah, and you i mentioned used this, at daycare yeah yeah where it's just like you know the reason i care about coppa is because they're extremely valuable and they're awesome and i want to protect them from bad things like mm-hmm. mega corporations like they're not they're not um well i'm trying to think of a word this they're they're a burden that just people love like
0: well, it's, i don't know it's a responsibility but it's there's so
1: like burden they... isn't a bad word i was i'm trying to say like it's it, it is a lot of responsibility and mm-hmm. you have to think about the world differently and your time differently but they're not in a negative sense i don't know so i just want to clarify that
0: yeah no no i don't think anyone thought uh even though you probably haven't featured kids on your show and we know anything that you don't no i haven't because i hate they, them yeah um <laughs> uh, but like you <laughs> but there was there's a lot of levity i think in in in, in how you Uh, you, you thought, you've thought about this Kappa thing. Um, so yeah, uh, Kappa, I guess just, like, a real quick summarization is I don't think the sky is falling on this, personally. Um, I've got my, like, my knee-jerk fuck the man, like, internal reaction, Mm. but, like, but then they're like, oh no, who's the man? You're the man, when it comes to, like, who decides what, like, your content. And I'm like, that, that nod was very, I think, important in, there is a way worst case scenario, I think, and they didn't get the worst case scenario. So
1: I I would agree with that. I think that's a good way of saying it. Where, um, you know, as we my so I have a very morbid sense of humor. Where it's like as we inch further to dystopia, this might not be the worst step. This is like a half step <laughs> versus like a skip and a leap, which yeah. I'm okay with. Oh
0: man, we're bounding <laughs> towards that full on like hell, like dystopian hellscape future. Like so. Man, I'm I'm upset that we were so that Blade Runner was so wrong. I thought we weren't gonna get dystopian. Oh, I, I thought we were gonna get like it, it's as crappy as it like it looks as crappy as it should, you know. And everyone knows like no, like we're just bounding towards like the the thought-controlled dystopian hell IMAC <laughs> hellscape where like <laughs> robots are all rounded, featureless, and fucking lame instead of like made out of diesel car engines. And sweet. I
1: know yeah. I wanted Bender, but I got the. <laughs> Apple robot from uh Wally. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I wanted the beer robot that drinks beer and farts fire and not kinda of, or burps fire.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted, man. All right. <laughs> soren in here. Uh I have a question about the top five reasons Nagash and Setra are secretly best friends. Can you explain this to me, Doug? <laughs>
1: Okay, wait, I need to say that again.
0: <laughs> I have a question about the top five reasons Nagash and Setra are secretly best friends. Can you explain this to me?
1: Well, I they go way back.
0: S- I think Sword is
1: trolling, but go on if you can. Absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna do this. They go way back. Yeah, they got a long history. Mm-hmm. Um They got a bone for each other. Hey-o. Hey oh, uh, they, oh um, they've been separated for a long time because Cetro was gone and distance makes the heart grow fonder. It's true. They have similar taste in uh, clothing mm-hmm. They both like the Egyptian thing going on. Yeah. and I'm gonna say they both think very highly of themselves. That's yeah. why they bond.
0: Yeah, they could be like best friends. This is like the the, the bro culture where they both like just the, the pure ego spirals around <laughs> each other and like yep. it creates like one Omnibro out of like out of a gaggle of bros like yes the omni
1: bro is fantastic
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh the cool hat game yeah hat game on point for both of them i'd also like to add a sixth thing which is like nagash and setra kind of needed each other if you believe the retcon to like exist as they as they have gone on to exist setra doesn't get immortality uh unless the scientific mind behind immortality nagash invents it but Nagash yep. needed Satur's resources funneled into the de- the Death Cult yep. that he made in order to like you know abduct a bunch of elves and steal mag uh 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 t- uh, uh barter magic from them.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, so like, there's a, there's a, I think it's a, it maybe it's a, it's a code, there's a codependency to that relationship we don't often talk about.
1: If we're gonna go super tin foil hat, it's like government and big pharma. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> one needs the resources, the other needs the science to keep everybody in line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, like I want to, for whatever reason, man, that just like dawned on me i want to circle back to a point brought up in chat a little while ago and, and something you okay. were talking about there which was like the the year of destruction like oh yeah w- we we wanted to have we want we want Arkeon to like be the protagonist for a little while and so on and so mm-hmm. forth and someone said uh i i, I missed who, who said it in chat that like you can't have destruction be the protagonist because they're too one-dimensional uh, I actually have a rebuttal to that, and then I'll let. And then if you want to talk and expand on that, uh, okay. Anton sugar in No Country for Old Men is a fantastic example of what happens when you have essentially a purely destructive force drive the plot. Um, mm. And like uh, Jason, I- a pure destructive force. Like basically, if you look at destruction, almost like tornadoes in that movie about tornadoes. What was it called? Tornado movie. Uh, uh, Twister. Like, that's the one. Um, <laughs> Are... Oh, that's a deep cut man that's far back. <laughs> yeah. um, if you if you look at destruction and like characters uh, that are destructive and so on and so forth as like almost a force of nature and you make like mm-hmm. a like a a plot that kind of works around this like this epic storm I think there was also a movie called epic storm uh, <laughs> you could actually really drive a, a pretty solid plot regardless of how one-dimensional uh, you might perceive uh like uh, uh, Gordrak to be or whatever yep. uh that being said i think that it's a good opportunity to make Gordrak more than just a i punch stuff good idiot and he could actually cuz he's supposed to be ruthlessly cunning and have all these really great qualities i mean he's this guy who united a bunch of idiots who only want to punch stuff and really became a real force to be uh, uh reckoned with uh, so I think there's a couple ways you go about it. I think easily mm-hmm. you could you could drive the plot with like sort of a monster movie esque approach, yep. or, uh, or 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 uh, a monster movies and and nature and nature is trying to destroy the thing. Movies are about like they they follow roughly the same beats. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but like just treat it like a monster movie, and you could have some really compelling stories. Uh, do you have anything then you'd like to say on?
1: Um, yeah, actually. I- thank you i do uh of course, my <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no i guess when i think about destruction being ascendant what i think about it in the bigger sense of like the realms themselves so for example the forces of order want to tame everything right everything has to be nice and safe um for for people that you know their own survival basically mm-hmm. chaos wants to subjugate everything control infect and poison and all that kind of stuff whereas uh nagash doesn't care about the realms at all because he just fucked them up by doing the big necroquake thing. Like he literally inverted the realm of death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I think about destruction being ascended I don't think about it necessarily as like the specific armies uniting. The way I think about it is the realms fight back. Whereas mm. I cannot be tamed. I cannot be subjugated and you're screwing with the nature itself. And this is like the, na- the natural element of the environment pushing backwards, leveling everything, right? Um so
0: we get a little bit of the epic storm thing I was kind of talking about there too. Like-
1: yeah, I, I mean yeah, fundamentally I'm talking yeah, exactly. But it's just the idea of like what does it look like when actually fights back? You know, it's just oh, like yeah you can have like god beasts and um volcanoes erupt in the middle of cities and that kind of stuff. Like really cool things that um I don't know, and 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 the destruction factions themselves are a piece of that, but not like Nagash level being the sole thing.
0: See, I, I like that though. Like you, you take a really like a like almost a philosophical destructive uh, uh, stance, yeah. and you and you drive the narrative that way. I I I agree with you. I think there's a really a really compelling way, and I hadn't even thought about the realms fighting back angle. So I think that both can be true. The the nature mm-hmm. destruction you know monster movie style thing with that
1: oh yeah no i mean i think i think we were just agreeing heatedly there (laughs) we're saying the same thing (laughs) yeah
0: yeah just a couple different angles to 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 like both champion the notion that destruction can make for a compelling uh driving force in a in a story um so so that's just i really wanted to like i didn't want to let that 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 opinion slip past me here um so uh, i guess what i'm saying is you were wrong destruction would be sweet (laughs) <laughs> He's the beast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I I think uh, no. I see. I just I, I I think that the Game of Age of Sigmar is better when destructions better, um, because they are kind mm. of the hashtag wild card. Like they're they're just it, yep. it, and it makes things more interesting and fun when you have good destruction rather than jobber destruction. Jobber destruction totally. is is worst form of destruction.
1: Well, you know, I was listening to. I don't know if you listen to any 40k stuff, but the Independent Characters is a 40k podcast. Let's talk about lore. A what's, little, 40, fair what's 40k. Bit uh independent characters the podcast oh, no, no. Yeah. What's, what's 40k oh i'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, i missed it but um they had this cool thing that someone mentioned where in in 40k from the head guys who lead the podcast perspective like there's th- it's, there's three legs to a stool and it's like the imperium chaos and orcs right because they're <laughs> a wild card exactly like you just said now think about the coolest factions in in aos and i was like okay so we have like in my opinion, like you have Stormcast and cities of Sigmar come kind of lumped together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just destruction as a whole is like a very important part of that stool. that keeps it all together where it's like, I don't know. At some point everything gets torn down and it's just like a natural cycle. Like stuff gets torn down. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Like only the orcs, they, they see you build civilization and they just want to smash it. Exactly. Despite <laughs> you, because it's like, it's ugly and, and dumb and it's pretty cool. Like I, I think I think it's cool. And I, I like I like destruction. I would young uh, when I was young, I just never got the bug to play Destruction Armies before they were yeah. Destruction Armies, quote unquote. Um and I just it just I never it never cycled back around, but like I got as I got older, I gained an appreciation as one can from being an outsider. We're just like, "Oh man, like this this is great and this makes stuff good." Like so that that's how I feel about that. Whereas order, I just like to order what, hate you, <laughs> and then you tech- know I've
1: played a few order armies and then I just kind of get bored. <laughs> I don't want to be the good guy. I want to be the guy who goes in there and smashes stuff up.
0: And- well, for me personally, it's about like uh, it's the evil DM trope or the evil DM persona that I I personally possess. Like I've I've GMed okay. a long time, and uh, to tell compelling stories, I need to have good bad guys in my stories for my players to really enjoy themselves. Mm. And so like as a DM like yeah, I do do the the support characters that have literal DM PCs that stay with the party <laughs> and help like with stories and stuff like that in, in for certain stretches of the game. But like yeah. it's the really awesome bad guys that you love to hate that make the game's fun. And that actually for me ported into Age of Sigmar is like I want to like for us mm-hmm. to me to enjoy the game with 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 my opponents I take on that like evil GM persona where, you know, like I'm like how, like I'm boastful and I'm trollish and I'm having a lot of fun, uh, yeah. and then like then now I become the bad guy that you have to beat. I'm a wrestling heel, you know that that we want to see the babyface beat, and I take on that role personally in my gaming style, and that's why, you know, uh, when we play Monopoly, I pretend I'm a slumlord. <laughs>
1: that's awesome like you uh like how you role play a melton bradley game or parker brothers yeah i know i'm sorry
0: i'm like i'm the worst when i'm a, you know when i play clue i'm uh you know i always got to be professor Plum because he's a pimp everyone knows pimps wear purple yo like
1: (laughs) when i play sorry i'm the one guy who's not sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) mr meff is the miz of aos you're probably you're probably not wrong man you're probably not wrong (laughs) Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 good. Bad guys make things fun, and and so totally. I agree. And from a and I know that you don't do a lot. Like you don't really look at the game from a competitive side. But me to to even unlock the competitive chamber in my brain, I have mm-hmm. to be playing a bad guy army, because then I'll want to beat you as opposed to just like have you know like shake you know just buy you beer forever. And like then we don't even play the <laughs> game anymore. We stop playing the game because we're getting along too well. Like I gotta be the I gotta have my heel totally. persona.
1: Would you, would you consider yourself a more competitive player or no?
0: I, 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 the way I often phrase it here on Rantcast is that I don't hide my competitive lean. Um, so I do have a competitive lean. Uh, I'm a okay. big proponent for going to tournaments. But when I say go to tournaments, I talk a lot about the community aspect of the tournament. I think I've kind of discovered myself a little bit more in, the, in these last few months because I've had to talk through my my own opinions out loud to others. And I think what I am is I'm a community first person actually. Mm. And I think a lot of people say that, but you, we joke about you being a show cuz you don't, you know, bash GW and then I think there's people out there that that make a very good uh very good content off of taking GW down a peg. And the way I think of it is I'm kind of this this man apart that just, you know what, like you have your videos that say GW is the best and you have your videos that say GW sucks. And I'm just going to be here in the midi- middle saying uh just don't mess with the community the community's great, let's go to tournaments. And like, where I draw the yeah. line between both is when I think GW does something that exploits their community base or when uh, somebody who is anti-GW is being too negative to the community. Like they're <laughs> stirring up false controversy and stuff like that. So like, yeah. I've, I've begun to notice that about myself. So I say I've got my competitive lean. I don't hide it. I love going to tournaments. If I line up in a game against you with a win condition, I want to win that game. Uh, oh, yeah. And I have a competitive background playing like shooters, MOBAs, fighter games, and ma- competitive Magic the Gathering. Um, so I had that, all that stuff's in me. But the more I settle into my journey in Age of Sigmar, the more I realize I'm community first and yeah. that these things aren't mutually exclusive. You can love going to tournaments and want to win, but also yeah. tell me how sweet your one character is that you painted and what his personal backstory is that you wrote. And, um, you know, that's my jam, is, mm-hmm. is the Venn diagram of the, like, I, I say the three spheres of, of Age of Sigmar, where those overlap, I think, is where I have the most fun. Or then no, with, cool. the, with the fourth sphere being probably community, I guess.
1: And, and I think it's important, like, uh, so like on my channel, like, I don't talk about stuff that I don't like. But at the same time, if somebody comments on it, I don't censor people. Like, mm-hmm. the only time I've ever had to censor things is when, uh, if, if you attack another person. Right, like I've had someone say, um, "I hate GW for doing this," and that comment I don't care about. But the guy who then responds to him of like, "You effing idiot!" Like, like that's the one that I will, <laughs> like, yeah like, no,
0: well, don't, we don't need that. <laughs> I mean, at- attack opinions, don't attack people. I think that's that's the most simple mm, way you can you can put it. You know, the ad hominem argument style that has become the main, uh, the main language of the internet is unnecessary yeah. and I, you can make a meme of somebody in good fun i think like i've made a couple memes for, mm-hmm. for folks in the community and i have recently had one made of me the uh mr meff triggered like gif where it's just like a shaking, <laughs> I and, like it. and that's that's fucking great like that's that's and i think that's in good fun uh but like don't when you're you when you're you're in the the comment section be like that guy's an idiot like there's yeah. and they're stupid for thinking that and like that that now you're going too far Talk, talk about their opinions, don't talk about the person. Don't attack the yep. person. Um, and then just kind of catching back up with chat here. See, AOS Coach, he loves Cities of Sigmar because he likes the massive underdog aspect. To kind mm. of counter, counterpoint my wanting to be the villain. Um, and, uh, and then uh, Soren here talking about painting with his kids and stuff. And so I do think that there's some benefits to the hobby and family and friendships and stuff like that when you when you can find those common commonalities oh for sure so good on all 'all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh y'all yeah um so just check the there um talk about all right we've uh we've kind of handled the i think we've solved the COPPA issue for everyone on the internet you don't need to talk about it anymore um (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nailed
0: it. Nailed it. Yep. We crushed that. And then uh, we did talk about your channel a little bit and uh, how, like, the meme culture and, and, and the humor and the, and just, like, honestly, the genuineness you, you address your community. Uh, you also said something I find really, really fantastic in, I think it's your intro video. Um, okay. You say that, like, you, the, you draw inspiration from your comments a lot. Um, oh, yeah. Do you have, like, that episode that you just... That was like comment inspired. This this was this was a comment on Twitter, is what made this show happen too. So I find it really appropriate. Um, was there a comment on like a video where you're like you went and you made you made another video and you're like and that video inspired by the by the comment crushed it. Is there a standout episode that you did like that? Oh man, um, I'll put you on the spot here. You can see the gears okay. turning.
1: No, yeah, yeah. I mean, so like because it's gotten to the point where I get so many questions about things that it's hard to discern like a specific comment for things right Um, let me see so i think uh one of my favorite ones honestly this is long before legions and the gash came out someone said i really like the skeleton models how do i build an army of skeletons that's that's all it was it was just like uh all i did was talk about the units um like the white king and that kind of stuff and that was just for some reason it was one of the first videos where I connected with people in a way that they're like, "Oh, we actually like paid attention," and then the people started just picking it up and sharing stuff. Um,
0: that that sort of organic growth in the in the sort of discourse between creator and, and community, I think, is really something I thrive off of personally, and so I think that's that's what really stands out from I think your channel and why I really like it.
1: Um, oh, thank you. Not not to keep okay. flattering
0: you, I'm gonna have to go and make yeah, a meme, know. meme to immediately take the piss out of you right after this. My
1: my yeah. wife humbles me regularly, so
0: it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug, Doug's an absolute legend. I agree. Um. Uh. So yeah. Uh. I guess. I mean. Do you have that like aching opinion that you just wanted a soapbox? Something? You, did you? Did you want to drop a real quick f bomb or anything like that before I move on to?
1: okay uh <laughs> oh i do i actually do we're gonna rant about something random yeah, yeah okay here yeah, we go okay. yeah
0: all right there we go this is a this is uh this is uh the two plus tough dogs uh takes over rant cast with a with a personal rant for, for your okay here we go listening enjoyment
1: so the old world fantasy battle coming back announcement <laughs> um he, so he i'm excited about it coming back i'm cool with it i did actually play uh fantasy battles for a little bit that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um really really it was it was cool stuff uh Ooh. the the thing so i saw i'm very hyped about it the thing that i don't like is the way that it was announced which is no information whatsoever and so if i had to like get on my soapbox and like say something to people Ooh. it is be super careful about who you listen to for the next three years because because it's three years right yeah because it's going to be three years of wild speculation people getting argue into arguments about stuff they don't know anything about Mm -hmm. and false rumors and all this garbage and i can see that when the product comes out people being upset or disappointed or whatever Mm -hmm. and so my soapbox thing is saying just just be cool just be chill like um be cool to others when it comes to how you talk about fantasy battles and so that understanding that some people keep that it's a very deep part of their lives that they cherish mm-hmm. and also not getting upset when things don't go your way or that kind of stuff and so that's my biggest thing it's just they set themselves up for failure with that announcement because it's three years of bullshit <laughs> like of people who don't know anything talking about it and i could just I, I, it's just one of those things where you see a car crash in slow motion where you're just like <laughs> no
0: wealth for you gw like what did you why <laughs> well, like it's like the steamroller scene in in uh in austin powers like it's get slowly no yes! yeah get out the way and he's just like yeah no! <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's crazy and then they do the long shot and it's just like the fucking steamroll very slowly moving yeah and
1: so yeah and that's my biggest thing it was just like you know we can get very wrapped up on internet stuff but it's like just be kind to yourself and one another if someone's being a total uh, douche about like what stuff that you're excited about unfollow walk them away. yeah just walk and that includes me like yeah. seriously like if if i ever at some point i'm like where i'm a fantasy battle should have stayed dead because it sucks unfollow me if that's the thing you like same thing goes for anything else for all these people who are going to be hopping on the rumor monger train if there are particular we'll say internet blog uh content producers that may or may not have sharp ends on small parts in their name that totally shit on things that you love, don't click their articles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Fantastic. Yeah. I just, to, just, just to kind of to add to it. Oh man. Well done, man. I see. I got to come with my spicy takes. Now my guests are starting to make me look bad at my own game. Um, I no, it, it it was a logo, and it was three years, and so that means that there is a lot of time to build expectation, yep. and expectation is the mother of all letdown. If you build expectations, and you you build into this the rumor monger machine that's about to unfurl over the next three years, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a uh, like you could build a real, you could build yourself a mm-hmm. real monster to overcome, and. Yep. And that that would be the worst case scenario. So, um, yeah, tread lightly, I suppose. And personally, uh, you know, I had all all my fun with the old world, and I'm happy for the new thing. And if it's if it's a good game, I'll do what I do with all good games, which is I play good games. I'm a man of magnificent taste, after all. Um, I guess how did you that 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 brings me to a question I, I I've just never been aware of. How did you get into Age of Sigmar? You mentioned like you were you got in. Early when the getting was good on Age of Sigmar,
1: unbelievable,
0: unbelievable. Thank you so much for that follow there, uh, Flukey, or uh, Fluke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, he's a good guy. And uh, earlier on, thank you so much, uh, Soren, for all those gift subs. Everyone enjoy all your emotes, uh, the meth smug meth. What they're they're all great. Uh, Frank there in the chat's the guy who designed them all. So so thank you so much. Uh, I love it. Um, but yeah, um, how did you get into Age of Sigmar from the uh, like, from the old world? Were you an old world purist to begin with? Did you play when you were younger? Uh no. like, a, like a lot of no, people... No no. no, no, okay. So, so yeah, so you've got a, kind of maybe a different origin story than some other folks.
1: Yeah, so uh, I got out of college, and I needed a hobby, and I remember that when I was a kid, I used to like building models. Mm-hmm. So I went to my local craft store, grabbed a World War II tank, and then as I was looking for tutorials on how to paint it, I stumbled upon a mini Wargaming tutorial they had a pdf thing that was like here's how you paint models and it had like weird kick-ass looking models in it and i was like what are these things and so that's how i got introduced to uh, wargaming in general mm-hmm. um started off with war machine and hordes with my group in iowa where i was uh me and my wife were living at the point at that point mm-hmm. and um then when i moved out to seattle uh i realized that i hate war machine and hordes <laughs> Really don't like it. Well, because here's the thing. So, like, my group in Iowa was awesome because they did a lot of hobby stuff and mm-hmm. uh, lots of fun games. It's like, not competitive list. And then I moved out here and there's, like, no painted models. Half of them are only half built. Um, just a bunch of stuff that was just not fun. Not community driven. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because this is, like, the mecca of... Because Privateer Press, that makes that game, is, like, 14 miles from my home. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, a little funny on that point. But
0: dropped um, a bit. We've then, all been there. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah.
1: Then uh, I was at a game store and I saw a bunch of people playing War- uh, Warmer Fantasy Battles. And I was like, that looks cool. And so I immediately walked over and picked up a box, Island of Blood. And so I was like, what is this fantasy battles thing? This seems really cool. And then two weeks later, End Times Nagash dropped.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome.
1: So, I mean, I so I was there like, you know i was like okay so i'm not super attached to the old world because i was so new mm-hmm. um at the same time i had models so i was like oh these will just work in fantasy or uh, age of sigmar whatever that is when it comes out right so yeah i was there i was there for uh the dark times but not necessarily the good times of fantasy battles
0: right on awesome that's cool thanks for sharing that um oh, yeah so, um, I guess that moves us on to the final sort of, uh, we got some hot takes and questions here from the viewers. All right. Um, I got to start with, uh, I, I I'm going to start with Soren since he's here in chat. He just did all those gift subs. Uh, he asked on Twitter, um, uh, what is the lore that you're most anxious to get to next on your own channel? Ooh. Yeah. See, I, I'm very. I just want to say, as you as you formulate your opinion here, I'm very disappointed that everyone asked real questions on Twitter. <laughs> uh, these are not rant cast questions. These are like uh, these are like other content creator questions. So uh, these are two plus tough questions. Yeah, these are two plus tough questions. What are what are these? Um.
1: <laughs> okay, so the lore that I'm most excited for. I probably honestly right now it is. Archeon because he is one of the main leaders that never I feel like got his background really filled in really well um, beyond that it is the next chapter in kind of the story like what happens after the soul wars right the rumgate wars ended soul wars what's next um, beyond that like honestly I don't really like uh, come up with a lot of like theories about what's next or whatever I'm just kind of along for the ride
0: <laughs> you're
1: not going to tinfoil hat anything no, I tend not to,
0: Yeah,
1: uh, unless it's government conspiracies and, and murder stories. True crime is my other thing that I oh, love outside see, of AOS. So,
0: <laughs> See, I, I, that actually, uh, I was going to, there was another question uh, we got from Tim King Tristan, which is uh, other passions outside of Age of Sigmar.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, true crime. Uh, what else? Um, I've always had a weird fascination with rc helicopters i don't own one i used to but
0: yeah. <laughs> just like love rc helicopters that's fun yeah uh, so so you must watch a uh, uh, last podcast on or listen to last podcast on the left then because they're oh like, yeah they're like the gurus of true crime yep also no, not not safe for children content no <laughs> no but they'll never be in danger of that no no <laughs> I'm being mistaken they've built an entire empire yeah uh, i mean that's the only true crime one i listen to but growing up in wisconsin you get into serial killers it just happens so you kind of get oh, into yeah. true crime like
1: that's where one of the hosts is from too you're like oh yeah that's awesome
0: yeah yeah uh, ben, um, ben kissel's from from wisconsin
1: yep steven's point yep so, uh, other passions besides those two. Uh, I mean, honestly, like I enjoy making videos. Like I did a few for my work. Like it's just, it's becoming a hobby, but I'm not super great at it
0: yet. But you've got the passion, the right? Like you've got yeah. the passion to make the video and it shows in like a lot of your production is, is actually like pretty on point too with the, oh, thank you. like bumper music and your, and your graphics and stuff. It's, it's pretty good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so just kind of sticking with, cause tomb King Tristan asked a bunch of real questions rather than like fake ones. Uh <laughs> you, uh favorite band. Uh and then as a caveat, Chuck Moore added to that favorite pop star.
1: Okay. Uh I don't really follow specific bands. What I will say is that I am super into basic white girl music from the nineties and two thousands. <laughs> um which includes Alanis Morissette, uh what's your bucket who sang Breathe? Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: fantastic
1: that's been my my hot stuff recently that i've been really into um as far as pop maybe Katy perry t swift is t swift is near i will say that okay all right
0: because i was definitely listening to shake it off as i pulled into work today i, I so. can hear chuck like on un, unsubbing right now from two plus i know on <Yeah> you well, it, katy Perry's like like his darker half though like he's got the like, oh really the, he's got some katy perry memes that were going to inspire uh one of his other armies so I um uh so this is tristan trolling now it looks like best science fair project that you've done <laughs> have you done any science fair projects i guess would be a uh, the prerequisite question to even be able to answer that one
1: oh yeah so uh it was the summer after titanic came out <laughs> um and i did a diorama of and i basically took up I basically i was super broke as fuck and i had no inspiration so my mom finished watching titanic and i built a lego version of that little submersible that with the cameras and junk that they sent down and so basically it was a diorama of that lego monstrosity hanging from a piece of string and i was like he's in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> looking for the titanic and man that's cool <laughs> did you win uh i did not no i did <laughs> because there was kids there who did actual work <laughs> oh yeah that's, that's like <laughs> it turns funny. out that
0: does well <laughs> don't worry i just made a like a space station out of lego and as a like 14 year old kid or something like that it was not received the best by like other folks um i guess who inspires you outside of aos this is also tomb king tristan again
1: who inspires me outside um uh, wait who specifically yeah yeah is there a person, a person? that like yeah you,
0: you take you draw inspiration from like i mean you've got this chill demeanor it's got to come from somewhere is there some some sort of like iconic uh i mean i, I guess bob
1: ross uh yeah, it's probably the closest hey uh, you know, we, we
0: talked about bob ross yesterday on rantcast too so um uh, makes sense um let's see Actually,
1: yeah i guess that i guess that is it I don't know. I don't really think about having like heroes <laughs> or something like that. I did. Yeah. I um, mean, but I, you know, I, I, one of his quotes that I always loved was, um, that art is a, is a disciplined practice. Like if you're willing to practice anything, you can be good at it. And that's something I that kind of stuck with me.
0: I think that's, that's something I'm learning recently now. Um, fluke Skywalker asks in chat, who's your favorite Canadian?
1: Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, um, I'm just gonna name the first Canadian you can think of, Pete Rose. <laughs> I think uh, he's a hockey player.
0: Uh, W. Soren, what was the biggest failing of Stormcast Eternals for you? Ooh, that that's going spicy. Battalions. Battalions.
1: Um, when I like to build an army, I like to do so like with a very thematic use of battalions, like because it's supposed to, it's supposed to be like, uh. This is this is a reflection of a story arc or like you know a cool thing from the books, but with the Stormcast ones, they just they just kind of seem like well we have these models and they kind of just glue them together randomly
0: in battalions. They're not flavorful really. Mm-hmm.
1: I yeah.
0: never like that. Yeah, yeah, they, they kind of fell down rather flat there. Um, well, Chuck Moore here again, uh, Strength Hammer himself. He will be on Rantcast Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> in December uh, your dream hobby project army set in a realm and how would you paint it Ooh. I mean you're, you're gonna I mean so you sell your next army and then you get to fund this project to uh, you know set an army via a theme in a realm what would it be and how would you do it
1: oh my goodness I'd probably go a Ma tribes army from gear
0: okay
1: um, because I want to have like, so basically the stone horns, whenever they eat something, they kind of take on some of the properties in their horns. So I want them to be like very vibrant and full of life and that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, so that'd be really cool. So like, they have like, like leafage and stuff, like growing mm-hmm. through the tufts of fur. Just attack that kit with the, the vines kit from G dubs. <laughs> awesome. Um, I think uh, Gabe Huddlestone here is trolling with asking you if you're forced if we have to tie you down and force you to play one army for an entire year. What would it be?
1: Mm, well, right I now, know. I don't know. I'm having an absolute blast with Warclans. It's it's weird. It's a book that I didn't expect to grip me. I was actually on the brink of selling that army. If you ever watched that video with me on Warhammer Weekly last, I was about <laughs> to sell it, and then two days later, I got my book, and I was like. This is the
0: greatest, and so I've been playing that quite a bit. That's fun, awesome. And then, uh, when's the next making of a beast lord? Uh, you're
1: listening to it.
0: There you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim that. Yeah, we forgot to talk about beasts of chaos, but like, uh, beasts of chaos are pretty great. Um, I like them. They too. are pretty cool. They're, they're my vacation army. I call it the, uh, my mistress after death. Um, I actually already part incorporated that question into the show itself. Um. So I guess, so So now we get to my questions that are actually fun, because you guys phoned it in on Twitter with these real questions. Um, So once and for all, I want you to draw a line line in the sand. The community needs to know, are you a shill?
1: Mm -hmm. Going on record. (laughs) I mean, I guess no. I mean, I've never asked anyone to buy anything. I don't suggest anything. And I shun away when people ask me how to spend their money, like, in terms of, like, what should I buy next? I make it clear that I don't tell people what
0: to buy, so I don't think so. <laughs> um, I, you know? See, I, see, I will also, uh, you know, I can't put you on the spot like that without also myself falling on the sword. See, Mephisto is a shill. I, uh, <laughs> I would gladly advertise whatever you want right here on Rantcast Live uh, weekly uh, for a small fee. So just go ahead and I'm throwing that out there. If you want me to sell caster mattresses, uh, uh, Pepsi, Cola, like whatever it is, uh, oh, I'm okay. open to it. So
1: if your question is, if we would be, oh yeah, if you pay me enough, like again, going back to the Charmin Ultra, if they came to me and were like, would you promote, we have a new three ply? I was like, oh God, yeah. like You'd become three plus tough. Like, the, the... Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess. Uh, two plus tough. Where does that come from? I because I there's a four chan meme, I believe. But uh, where did where did you come up with two plus tough?
1: Can I be honest with you? Yeah, it, I kind of just pulled it out of my ass. Like, um, I I had some vague memory of like an old RPG that I played at some point with friends. It was, it was not really an RPG. We weren't really like larping around with that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, where someone had a toughness role, and I was like, oh, that's super fun. And so, yeah, it just came from basically kind of a conglomeration of having a toughness stat and then uh, chew up being the best that you can get in any, any of the games that we play.
0: See, that? See that's really... I think that's actually cool. I like the organic, uh, like, independent inception sort of sort of story tells, uh, or uh, origin stories. Um, Rantcast was also born rather organically, and it gained its name pretty straightforward because it's like, yeah. to, to be... I rant all the time I have a rant cam it's f1 on my keyboard for all my live streams and I didn't <laughs> ever think to incorporate this ranting quality into a thing until it just happened so yeah uh, so that's awesome now now here's the question I think this is this is the real this is this is the hottest this is the spiciest of takes the question okay. we we must know uh, so when you fight rob the honest Wargamer signs, Yes. Uh, in person, for real, physically. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So you would do this. Uh and we could we could set it up for charity or something. Or uh, for Charmin. Who knows? We get sponsors in on it. Mm-hmm. Um I guess who would win the fight? Would we televise it? And what venue, what 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 type of fight would you want it to be? Because I saw some, you know. Like he fights with sticks, I guess he used to. Would you want to do like a weapon, like a weapon style fighting? Would you want the fake armor and the foam weapon? Like what, what type of fight should it be, and who would win it? Well, he suggested
1: naked jelly wrestling. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, but I don't think they're are they ready for the jelly? Are they ready for for Doug the Smuckers Griggs? Yeah, no, I don't know <laughs> if anyone's truly ready for that. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm gonna say.
1: He I mean, no- see,
0: Rob is a trained fighter. Like he used to fight, apparently. But like, oh really? But I don't know if uh, if he's kept up with it or not. Um, and you look pretty scrappy to me, so I think you'd be evenly matched. Like he's. Pretty- even-
1: <laughs> I think scrappy is probably the right word. It just means I throw my weight at people. Um. Well, I didn't know he was a fighter. This changes everything. I wanted an easy one that I could win. I was thinking I was just picking a fight with some random Englishman. I could just go out there and use his legs. I like, pick him up by the legs and use him as a windmill and just spin him around. <laughs> Take out the rest of his crew with him. <laughs> uh, oh man. I'm gonna get Twitter tweets about that one. <laughs> You're gonna get tweets.
0: You're getting all the tweets. All right. Yeah, that is was... Uh... Um, I don't know. I'm, if... I'm
1: just going to say wrestling contest. That's all I got.
0: Okay. So you got to go wrestling and then a wrestling contest. I think I favor your odds in the wrestling contest.
1: Yeah. Cause I can, that's, that's where the weight matters. Just
0: keep your center of gravity down low. Right. Right. All right. <clears throat> Pardon me. All right. Um, so that's, uh, that's it for my uh, rapid fire questions from strangers from the internet. Um, <laughs> strange questions from strangers on the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, do you have anything you want to shout out? Um, all the shameless self-promotion, go ahead. I, I think we've been yeah. pretty good at, uh, at at letting you all know that this is Doug from 2 Plus Tough, and you should go subscribe to his channel over on YouTube. Uh, oh, but, thank any, you. but anything else you'd like to, to shout out or any, double down on? Um,
1: you know, I promised I would bring it up if there was an opportunity, but uh, Davis, who was in the chat before with uh, AOS Reminders, he does a great job. If you want to get better at the game, it helps you learn your list. Basically, you can, it gives you all the rules by phase. For every army and you can just remember everything and i think that's a really cool thing i'm gonna do a video about it here pretty soon but um beyond that uh just be excited for for lore and i don't know wherever gw takes us right ride.
0: and then acrylic <laughs> chemist here is like can it be beasts of chaos time now do you have any do you have any take like you know we might just have to like do a to be continued on beast of chaos okay
1: Unless meeting? you've got, oh, unless
0: you've got something to say,
1: um, I like them and their theme. I wish that they had more punch. Mm-hmm.
0: That's about it. So, so uh, if I can, I'll go a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Beast of Chaos because I, I feel like I haven't talked about them in a long time. Um, so Beast of Chaos, where I've I've kind of ended ended uh, my journey at. It's on stem. Uh, it's on standby currently. Uh. But I've been playing a lot with All herd and Desolating Beast Herd. Um, I, at the beginning of the year, uh, pro- uh, used a bunch of my Beasts of Chaos models to proxy a Slanesh. I played a, mm-hmm. a Depraved Drove list once. Tabled this poor Skaven player at the top of turn two <laughs> at, at the LGS. And I, I like backed away from the table with my hands up as if I had done something wrong and I was about to be arrested. Um, I didn't like that. Uh, it wasn't, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, you know, Mephisto may be a man of hot takes, but he is also a man of his word. Um, no, I, I, um, so, like, I kind of walked away from the, that table, and I went, okay, if I'm gonna stick with, with Beast of Chaos, part of the reason I want to play Beast of Chaos is because, like, going forward, I felt like I could, I could hot swap them between whichever, uh, Chaos God was strongest at the time to allow me to o- and ar- have an army that's always c- competitive. Unlike my legions of Nagash army, which like just got like hit over the head with with a steel chair and like knocked out on the apron. Um, luckily, they weren't out the fight. They came back. It wasn't concussion. And now Nagash is in OBR, and like everything's great again. Um, but but like I I recognize that hey man, it's gonna kind of suck the way the meta rotates, the way the wheel keeps turning. It would be nice to have this like modular army and Beasts of Chaos is all, like, a, they're like a little puzzle to put together in terms of list. They are. Um, The thing is, is, like, they kind of, they don't play the game straight. They play it backwards. Um, you don't have traditional hammers and anvils uh, the way you, you you usually think of them. Your highest quality unit is most certainly Zangor uh, and Lighten on discs, even after the points adjustment. But it just, when I play... Um, when I, when I play Beasts of Chaos, I actually want to play the beasts and not stupid birds. And, and so that's a me thing. That's not a them thing. But like, if you're not using Zangor Enlightened on disc, um, and you're not using like, uh, like a 20 block or 30 block of Zangor as your traditional hammer, or i uh, sorry, as your traditional am, uh, anvil to hold a back objective or something, uh, you're just playing the the game differently. Now I did beat Slanesh with them, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. Slanesh is garbage, hashtag get good. And by extension, I actually beat both the hosts of I'm not sure if you know this, uh I have beaten the the hosts of uh of of uh, Warhammer Weekly. So I think, using some Rage of Sigmar logic that they are now a subsidiary of Rantcast, Incorporated. Uh, because I mean, I, yeah, if you I, want
1: Scrubs on your team that bad, you can. You know. <laughs> I think I,
0: I think I, I think I officially own them now. Like uh, Haywoe and I have to like divvy divvy them up because it was a doubles match, uh, and, and he was a part of that too, uh, with his Beast be, uh, Squad Raiders, by the way. So so um, uh, like. How is, is how like, is he saying they're bad if you beat those guys? Um, well, mind. I mean, we Never played mind. we played oh, a oh. super cagey game, and if it goes oh, at, it, him. Yeah, <laughs> at him, yeah, um, well, and doubles is a different animal. Um, no,
1: it is. I'm I'm totally joking. Ed yeah, Ed yeah.
0: So so we um, but like you, the thing is, is, you're playing Beast of Chaos super cagey, and you're playing the game kind of backwards. Um, you can't run your best shit forward and just fight people and out quality people down for the most part. You just right. don't do that. You gotta steal wins. You gotta tie people up. You gotta, gotta like trap and wrap them and like, and then just like summon spam the board edges and just make them constantly make bad decisions by putting Ungor Raider, uh, putting a bunch of Ungors over in that corner by that one objective. And like, you know that they can't hold it, but now you've wasted your opponent's time because they have to run across the table and go deal with that or just let you score it for the rest of the game. Like, you, you just have to play really, really cagey with Beasts of Chaos, which is. Honestly, a lot of fun. It's it really like it engages your brain in a fun and fun and meaningful manner. The thing is, mm-hmm. I still feel that like as the dust begins to settle on everybody getting their new tomes, I think beasts of chaos are kind of you know there are winners and losers of Age of Sigmar 2.0, and oh, yeah. I th- I think they've kind of ended up in the loser side of things. Uh, they might the longer the edition goes on, become the new slaves to darkness, and that they just underperform a lot. That being said, I think there's a lot of gold in that army. Uh, the main thing is Ungor Raiders are great. And they're just not being utilized right now. And, and when I say that, the shooting meta didn't come back forever for a very specific reason. Because it's not just that shooting armies like K- Karadran Overlords got nerfed uh, and Clown Car should have been nerfed. But mm-hmm. there are other things in the game of Aegis Sigmar. There's more terrain on the table than there's ever been. Uh, you know, yeah, you have Lookout, Sir. Um, and then just the quality trades aspect of a shooting unit. It's difficult to get quality trades with your points and your values. Yeah. So, like, but Ungor Raiders are a threat of force. They Everything they do is on their War Scroll and in their Allegiance abilities. It's all there. And so they're doing, they have multiple problems for your opponent to solve. Because you can outflank them because they're Brayherd. You can scout move them. And fours and fours, one shot, no rend until you get your Tendrils of Atrophy off. So now you got fours and fours, rend one, damage one, re-rolling ones and re-rolling twos and exploding sixes because you're in Desolating Beast Herd. Now you're starting to actually cook with gas. And so I yeah. think I think running Desolating Beast Herd and then running, uh, like, two big blocks, two fatty blocks of Un'Gore Raiders uh, is just... I think it's the way that people need to start playing that army. Um mm. And then you've got a threat of force of like, here's 40 Unger Raiders or 30 younger Raiders, season to taste, in your that I'm gonna put down in your back your corner if you don't if you don't screen it. And then if they do screen it, now you're gonna see the center of the board, and my run and charge Bestigors are gonna run to the middle and take and and take over the board. So like you you just you're the the way you play the army is you force people to make bad decisions. So from a playing standpoint, I think they play really cagey and it's really, really fun. Uh the thing is they just they lack a proper monster they lack a proper holder of an artifact and again they lock they lack a traditional like anvil in any real real sense um mm-hmm. you know it's not 10 you know 20 osiark bone reaper Mortec guard this is not you know like the, right or 40 skeletons for 280 points 40 skeletons is a proper anvil if supported by a single necromancer right like totally. 300 point block boom done fixed like there's they they don't you just don't have that in the army so like any it's it's but it's something you got to be aware of and when when you become aware of it what you begin to realize is like it's not about holding a point with an anvil it's about trading positions it's about swapping positions with your opponent and like Mm -hmm. messing up their plan and they have a lot of tools to do that so if you want to play kg uh you want to like get in your opponent's head and you want to like basically play poker while playing age of sigmar you play Beast of Chaos. Uh, you're poker. you're yeah, playing play poker. poker, yeah. You're playing poker while well playing because every everything on your war scrolls for the like the quality units has the tools to do multiple things. They just mm-hmm. can't ever be an anvil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, plus, you're one of the last true one drop armies in the game, um, and unlike Osirak Bone Reapers, you always find that you can throw in the good stuff that you want, and then just like oh, I still have 200 points left over. I still yep. have 400 points left over. So you have, like, you really, that's a really strong, uh, that's a really strong advantage. Uh, I think yep. you still run probably a six pack of of, of enlightened on discs plus a uh, Zangor Shaman because Zangor Shaman is just a quality piece. Uh, it's a, mm-hmm. it's the delivery system for your Wildfire Taurus because he can just once per, he has that once per game, yep. get the Wildfire Taurus down the ability. That's all it's there for. Um, plus he's 16 <laughs> inch flying. So he's going to be where that Wildfire Taurus needs to be. So you've got, you've got tools Uh, that said, I think they play really good against Cities of Sigmar right now. Really? Yeah, I think you've got the Silver Bullet, because you can deploy half your army. All your quality pieces in Ambush. And if you're using Ungor Raiders, you've got 18 inches of threat. 20 About 24 inches of threat off the board edge, because you deploy within 6 of the board edge. Hmm. Um twenty 25 mil basis, it's really easy to fit Ungor Raiders, and Cities of Sigmar struggles with having tons of bodies if they're doing the tricks they want to do to win the game. So, okay. like, go ahead and shoot my fucking Ungors. I don't give a shit. They're, <laughs> like, I was gonna, like, I'm actually mad that you kill my Ungors because I was about to kill them by burning them on the stone. Exactly, yes. And anything else that you're gonna try to, like, commit to, like, fighting, I'm either gonna trap, or I'm just gonna, like, trade places with you, and you're not gonna be able to swap back. And I will mm. be able to. So, like, there's. I think they match up really well. And I think your your the amount of shooting you can bring with Desolating Beast Herd Ungor Raiders is mm. is adequate to take out their 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 their, their important pieces. Uh, yeah. And if you have that that threat seeking missile of some some enlightened on disc, they're gonna go be able to melee down something else of so value, huh. a value target. So, um, and Wildfire Taurus is just it's always fun every time i'm casting it it's like i've like pulled the pin on a grenade and thrown it across the table it's great <laughs> i'll deploy it in the middle of the board even though i have nothing to hit so that if my opponent charges me and yeah. then like is trying to play for the double i'm like go ahead take the double you know like <laughs> you're i'm gonna come on do it, do it. <laughs> like what i'm right like, yeah what are you waiting for? Like, yeah. I so, like, it. I'm, just, you know, you're Arnold and you're Arnold and the Predator. You just fucking throw the wildfire Taurus out, even though it can't hit anything, <laughs> right in front of your like chaff and stuff. And then like they're gonna take the, they're gonna take priority because it's still more valuable to take the priority. But now you're gonna like take the value out of taking priority away from them and be able to ra- react, which is you've got all the tools to react in your army. Um, double battalions are fun with the army because then you can run Knowing Eye and Aether Quartz Brooch and be all heard, yep. and you can turn one a Chimera. And yep. Turn one chimeras are a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Um, uh, so like I like that list. That's a lot of fun. And then from a fluff standpoint, uh, I love the beasts of chaos are fucking anarchists. They hate you and they want you to know it. And they don't give a fuck about anybody. They even think people who actively worship chaos gods are pansies because yep. like you should just like take power and kick ass. And so, uh, yeah. why do you need them? Why do you need those guys? Yeah, yeah you don't need God. the gods. Like they—they they already took your souls. Why would you freaking pray to them and crap? So I guess f- from a from a lore standpoint, there has mm-hmm. been some inconsistencies in Beast of Chaos lore. Um, can you sort that out once and for all for me? Because I'm like, like the tone. Sure. Did you do a tone? Did you do a tome review? I haven't checked it yet. Maybe I'll I, just did, go yeah, watch, I did. it. I did. i did the Beast of Chaos review. week. I'll just go. So what, what was the review. question? Um, just like are they the original children of chaos gods? Because like the mortal realm stuff makes it sound like they were just there when, when people showed up to the mortal realms, they kind of were. Yeah. Or, um, or did they mutate from humans? Like we see in some of the, like the old world stuff, like what, yeah. what is it?
1: So the beast of chaos book, I think does an incredible job of like, um, you'll see it in other battle tomes where they kind of have like theories about origins or mysteries, that kind of stuff. But the beast of chaos book, I think did it best where, there's like a page where there's like three distinct like schools of thought um and so there's not a definitive answer but the schools of thought are like uh humans set up near some terror into the realm of chaos and they got mutated and then literally spawned like a, a entire race of half man half beast things um one of them was that there was like a alpha progenitor or something like that where like you know this one creature was blessed by the chaos gods and all of a sudden he became a beastman. And then another one is my favorite was that like some hippies in Hish are like all super psyched out, think that it's like in a very esoteric thing that like um they are like the yin to y- nature's yang kind of thing. <laughs> so like because there is order, there is also beasts of chaos. So uh, to tear it down,
0: yeah. It's... So
1: there's there's simply there isn't a definitive answer. They don't know. But... They don't know.
0: I I kind of like it that way. I just like yeah. The... No, me too. I, I just like that they're like Rao Rao fight the power like it's it they're great they so I, I like them and it, uh, the more I spent time with the Battle Tome with Beast of Chaos the more I fell in love with them but it's like it, it is a little there's a lot of hobby fun to be had the two Sigor kits I have are single handedly taking care of all the basic material for my for my <laughs> Osiric Bone Reapers they come with like fifty skulls they do that's indeed like, yeah I, like. Like one of them, it's like 50, like I have like a hundred skulls from my Cygors that I never put on the Cygors that I'm just going to put on my, on my Oscar Bone Reaper basis. So spiritually, spiritually my beast of Chaos will always be with me. <laughs> that's awesome oh and also this the cygorian model the one that you just like it's so awesome and so terrible so like yep. it's the best model to keep spiritually with me which is the cygor because it's great it looks <laughs> great it should be great it's just unfortunate
1: that's awesome yeah
0: so so uh acrylic chemist so doug fights rob and and then uh we've been having a banter here aos coach and me uh, apparently AOS coach and I got to fight. So we're going to have like a, we'll have like a proper card for when, when this, ha- when See, this wrestling bout happens.
1: I don't know, man. I don't, the idea of Rob being a former fighter scares me, but then yeah, I don't no, want to no. fight an Australian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a sideboard keeper of secrets was one of the things I was going to do, uh, when I was thinking about running as depraved drove before I had my epiphany that if I'm going to run beast of chaos, I'm gonna do it honest as beast of chaos, uh, which is where like desolating beast herd. Um, I'm not saying don't run like Depraved drove or like brass Despoilers, because I think brass Despoilers have some legs in your army too. Um, yeah. like, but if you're gonna do it, like, stay beast of chaos Allegiance, is, I like, guess what I'm saying because there's some fun hobby opportunities to like god mark your stuff, but then like once you like go to the dark side and you start running as corn or you start running as uh as some other stuff, it, it's less. Eh. <laughs> math would need to be a threat to make it a fight coach i have yeah. wrestling experience i think of the two of us i i got you, dog <laughs> you i and i think we both got like uh we both got the gift of gab so our uh, our promo game might be pretty strong yeah <laughs> <laughs> or or here we go plot twist math, dog and coach versus england see the one I wouldn't want to fight is actually Nathan Prescott. I think he's got the look of a killer. Like, he's, he's like, got that, like, rugby build, you know? And I'm like, like, that guy, he's the kind of guy, like, I feel like him and, like, and uh, one of our local, uh, our local player, Mark Ramchak, he's, uh, he's uh, actually, like, just this, this fantastic, he's everyone's AOS dad in the area. He, he, he helps with the, he'll help you with the event or help you get to an event, you mm-hmm. know, he's, he's just always a really nice guy, but I'm like, that guy's got, like, uh. He's got a darker half, like, in there. He can kill me. like, like, I feel like there's, like, i I, like, talked to Mark. I'm, like, this is the kind of guy where, like, you you step to his family. He'd just, like, break your neck like Leon the Professional. So, (laughs) so, like, those are the two guys I wouldn't fight in the Age of Sigmar community. (laughs) I like my chances against most other people. (laughs) And not that I think I'll win. I just think I could do some damage against most AOS fighters.
1: I'm not a fighter. I'm a talker. So like, my fights would just be me, like bear hugging somebody and then like jumping on the floor crushing them that's about it that's right. my move that's yeah my one move that's
0: your one move it's a good one move though i mean if you gotta have yeah, you one know. Mo- one move and, yeah uh, you
1: yeah. know yeah. all that taco bell was for that exact reason Is just my self-defense
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um and aos coach here talking about the colonies revolting and we need to uh throw rob's tea in the river i you know i like this um curly <laughs> chemist i'm not going to change your mind because that is a good way to play it um, taking the brass to spoilers in blades of corn solves one of the problems of corn which is they don't have quality bodies behind beyond their heroes and yeah. Beasts of chaos don't really have quality heroes for the most part yep. like they have like their heroes are very good role players but there's not like just a hero where you're like this hero makes this army you know Agreed. like uh, i love great Ray shamans they're great for 100 points but they're a 100 point foot hero it, it's dead you know, it there's, uh, they cast the wildfire taurus. They burn some people on the, uh, they burn some people on the herdstone, and then they're dead. Like, there's no, whereas like, there are some really good hero pieces and monster pieces in corn. So I think running them as, I can't change your mind, acrylic, because I agree with you that running them in corn and doing some double battalion tricks, like pick up your gore pilgr- pilgrims along with them, uh, is is really good. Oh, Grashrack uh, is awesome, by the way, Nosh. Like, Grashrak is great. Uh, he solves one of the problems of a great Bray Shaman, but he's named, so he can't, like, hold the uh, the eye. And he doesn't count in your force chart when you make him the general for mm-hmm. being a quote-unquote great Bray Shaman to unlock your, your good battle line, which are best of course. Um, so, like, he has, like, a, a slight drawback, but the fact that he has a retinue with literal retinue rules... Is a huge bonus. And every oh, yeah. game, you just have five extra idiot bodies that you don't care about to screen with or throw on the herdstone. It's great. Yep. They're great. Grashrak, or a pip named Grashrak as I like to call him, uh, is pretty awesome. So... But yeah, um... Yeah, Grashrak is great. Um, uh, he... The thing that's really he's I we I played him in doubles and he was a absolute baller all weekend long because of the way his buff spell works is he does a D three mortals and then you just have plus one to hit the thing in melee. It doesn't look at keywords, it doesn't care. So like I was just enabling Heywos uh, Stonehorn, just like hit on twos with even your crappy attacks. Like it was great. Yeah. Like it was great. It was it was it was fucking great. So Grassrock is a huge winner. Uh, the army mm-hmm. doesn't have bonuses to cast really, you know, and that. That becomes more of a liability with something like Cities of Sigmar sticking around. The fact that Nagash is going to be on the table again because Osiarch Bone Reapers uh, are are good enablers for him. And mm. you have people like me who fucking love the model, so I'm going to play it anyway. Like, yep. So like those those make things like Grash Rack seem less awesome because he might not really be resolving that spell. But here's the thing is he fucking doesn't have to be near your good unbinder. Because he's a fucking <laughs> Bray herd. So fuck your good unbinder. I'm over on that side of the table doing good shit. It, exactly. It, yeah. So uh, so there, I got you your Beast of Chaos rant in Acrylic Chemist. And I can't change your mind on taking awesome Beast of Chaos models, the best of gores, and Great Bray Shamans and stuff like that, and running it in Brass to spoilers, and then running it in Blades of Corn with, like, Gore Pilgrims and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really fun. But you're not getting the full advantages of why Beast of Chaos beats you, which is to fuck with your head in deployment and as the game progresses with our better summoning than people realize.
1: There you go.
0: So, um, it, like, we're not slanesh summoning, but, like, you know, click, like, and subscribe, and then tune in next week to find out why our summonings actually good. No, I mean, ten Ungors for, like, two points, primordial call point, is just, like, so annoying to constantly have to deal with for everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you're on all Allherd, you're gonna get your two primordial call points for free every single turn, because you're gonna roll at least one on the d3. Uh, yep. You're gonna get your uh, you're gonna get your one from gaining a primordial co- call point at the beginning of the turn, and then you're gonna be able to convert your command point into three. I think they, I think it's three for, I think it's three for uh, three for them. So you're gonna get your three to summon them every single turn, and then you can go for like the 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 home run swing of grabbing uh, grabbing the chimeras early. So. Yeah, and so like if you yeah. don't want to play that way, acrylic, uh, then yeah, uh, sounds like putting them in corn is a lot of fun, because yeah, you, yeah. you're you're playing a lot harder than you should to get wins, and I think whereas you're like other opponents don't have to play as hard as you to win mm-hmm. because a strategy of run across the table and smash with your good pieces and screen your good pieces so you can do this is just a simple, straightforward, effective strategy, and as long as you have good target priority, it just works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to like get people off balance with beast of chaos, and so like great players aren't going to fall for your your stupid tricks to get them off balance. <laughs> like, uh, but like you're going to have a lot of fun doing it, and then like you're going to get respect from like from like good and smart players who see how good and smart you are with playing in like this this army that doesn't have all the tools. Totally. So,
1: I gotta gotta hop off here soon. Yeah. I yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was trying to wrap out here, and I realized I had, I had answered a comment that I promised to talk about Beast of Cast tonight. So. <laughs> now you're fine. You're fine. All right, man. Uh, thank you for joining me, uh, chat gang. As always, thank you so much for hanging out with me and making the show what it is. Um, can't have rant cast without the without the show within the show. Um, take care, everybody. Um, let's do this again sometime. And enjoy uh, your holiday stuff in whatever manner you holiday. Good night dog thanks for being on.
1: Yeah 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 take it easy good night everybody.